Johnny, Whisper Nation, welcome in. We are doing the dang thing. We are going live here. Sorry, Facebook, YouTube, and Periscope doing a 12-team PPR mock draft. Right here. Uh, we've got some members of Whisper Nation in here. want to shout them out a little bit. Jacob Blay, Rob Shorter in here. Uh, the News, Easy Daddy. Johnny is obviously in here. Fantasy Five. Jay Blizzy just got in here. Austin just got in here. He'll be joining us uh, in just a second when he can. Oh, get we in only here. have one spot left open. The FB therapist. This popped off right as I went to go read all these people in here. Uh, we we started to get pop in here. So twelve team PPR. Johnny, we actually asked Whisper Nation what kind of draft they wanted this week. Yeah, we did. Oh, here's Austin. We got Austin on. What up? Austin, welcome in to the stream. Yeah, we asked everybody what they wanted, and uh, they said they wanted a 12-team PPR, and so we gave it to them. We said, okay, let's do this, and so we set it up. I have tweeted out the link. I have messaged the link in uh, below. Whatever platform you're on, just click on that link. There's one spot left, 109, and then we will start. Awesome. We got you in here, man. What's going on, brother? What's going on, Big Travel? What's up, Game Time Hicks? What's up, brother? Man, twelve. I love the Twitter poll response that's coming, and the people have spoken. Yeah, they have. This is this is exciting, dude. I'm I'm jacked to go. We we're live on like three streams right now. I know. I was like clicking on the computer, and I was just like, Johnny's everywhere right now. It's awesome. And then Travis was there too. I was like, I couldn't get away from you guys. My phone, my computer, <laughs> my bathroom funny. monitor. It's everywhere. The, in, the influx of uh, notifications are deep here. We love that we've uh, <laughs> switched over, and now we're we're streaming on all three platforms simultaneously. Um, so much so, we're gonna try and go live every single day, um, or uh, you know, at least those weekdays uh, in the week. So that be um, on the lookout for that. That's gonna be a lot of fun. Oh, Eric yeah. Zuber. Yeah. Reading from the Great White North. Hope everyone is staying warm. Yeah, it's uh, going to be 73 today in uh, L.A. So it's not keeping me from my merino wool sweater, though. I got that. <laughs> yeah, one you know, it's, it's that weird point in, in L.A. weather where it's like it's cold, but it's also warm. You couldn't wear that outside, but you're definitely cold inside. Uh, it's some some weird times going on. Dude, I was walking by a, a, a farmer's market yesterday, and you just saw it's at that point. You've got people in sweaters, full-blown winter wear, and then tank tops and shorty shorts. And they're both dressed appropriately right now. I don't know what this Bermuda Triangle of weather is. <laughs> Absolutely. We're guys, full. Guys, we've made it. We, we, we are full. Cool. All right. We are going to start this. You guys ready? Let's do it. So Begin ready. draft here. Jacob Blay at the 107. Look, Josh, we are – Jay Blizzy already saying – Gonna snipe me per usual. Jacob Lay, look, he's already in it too. He knows. Oh, Dalvin, Dalvin Cook. Cook, number one. No, I like that, dude. What? A, you know, like, why not? He's almost like the Ezekiel Elliott. Like the new Ezekiel Elliott is Dalvin Cook. Is that fair? I think he's a better yeah. receiver than Zeke, but yeah, I think that's pretty I, fair. I think he might be more athletic than Zeke too. But yeah, I think have, that's kind of close volume wise. We have Christian sure. Christian McCaffrey going at uh, the 102. You guys, CMC has been in a lot of rumors lately. 
with the Carolina Panther. All these all these rumors saying the Carolina Panthers desperately want a quarterback, and there's rumors that Deshaun Watson could go to Carolina, but then there's rumors that CMC could be involved in that deal uh, in order to make that happen. So that could be pretty nasty if CMC goes to Houston, um, at least compared to where he's at right now and and Houston being a dumpster fire. But then on the other side, there are potential trade people have put together that work out that Christian McCaffrey will stay with the organization. And man, you gotta you gotta imagine he would be once again the clear blown 101, right? If if Deshaun Watson goes there and they're able to keep CMC. I mean, uh, yeah, I think it. I think he's close. I think he's there right now. I mean, close. You know, like I, I don't know if he's just the sh- sure-handed number one, but he's close. Awesome. I mean, what were you going to say there? You guys brought up a really good point in the last season's dialogue on the impact mobile quarterbacks have on running backs, and so I, I love the ability for them to get more first downs. Um, I also like there for to be just one running back and that to be the actual running back. That's I wonder you know, competency and an ability to get first downs and score would definitely be good for Christian McCaffrey. Would Deshaun Watson be the ideal quarterback, or or would they rather have a statue? Yeah, and remember, Johnny, you know Duke Johnson uh, is a guy that you've been a fan of and his ability. And and one of the biggest knocks on Duke Johnson, even David Johnson going to Houston, was you know Deshaun Watson does not have a history of throwing to the backs. Mm-hmm. So how would that hinder Christian McCaffrey's outlook? Maybe with a Deshaun Watson there. I mean, David Johnson was fine in the receiving area. Um, let me, I'll have to pull up how many uh, receiving yards he has exactly, but, or rece- receptions he had on the year. But uh, I mean, there's, it's like that whole thing where CMC, that's what they said about Cam Newton too, right? Like, oh, Cam Newton doesn't really throw to running backs, but then CMC had a, a ton of receptions. It's kind of like when you have that piece, then it becomes a little bit more like, oh, okay. And it, and the other part of it is no, like – Hold on really quick, really quick. Before – I don't want to cut you off on here, but I got no, 33 seconds and I got a real right. question as a really mock draft in here. Yeah. I'm looking at Saquon Barkley and I'm looking at Nick Chubb right now. And it's a tough one yeah. for me. It's it's Who would you go I, with right now? I almost, Nick Chubb took, Saquon? I almost took Nick Chubb at the 106. Um, I, 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 I would lean Nick Chubb. Yeah, I would go Nick Chubb just because. I think I am too. He's just, it's yeah. proven. We don't yeah. need anything different. I understand it's a PPR and people might be like, well, Nick Chubb doesn't get a lot of perception. But listen, this guy is one of the best running backs in the league and he can just get it done that way. Like he's so efficient. Again, this guy averaged over five yards per carry last year. That is, an, that's absurd. The advanced metrics, he's like one of the best running backs of all time in the short mm-hmm. window that he's put down. It's it's like strange how good Nick Chubb really is when you break it down. Johnny, you've been talking about him for years now, but still true now as it was then. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I got sorry, I'm reading some comments. We got Rob Shorter. London is warm, but of course it's raining here. <laughs> got some more <laughs> weather reports. I love it. I love it. Uh Eric Zerber. Man, that Aaron Jones graphic on YouTube will haunt my dreams. Why so serious? I'm sorry. Travis, are we going to get to keep Aaron Jones as Packer fans or is he gone? 
I think he's probably gone, man. I, I mean, we'll see. He'd have to take a pay cut, I think, uh, if we want to keep him on the books. We did do a lot of restructuring recently. Got rid of uh, Kirksey on the defensive side, uh, Rick Wagner or Billy Wagner on the offensive side. So maybe we're trying to free up some some uh, some money there. But you know, Austin, you you know you you were talking with uh, our buddy Alex Strofe, who works in the in the area up there, and he said that it's probably not in the cards, money wise. Yeah probably isn't and if you're aaron jones and you're at your age or at your skill set you're at all these kinds of things yeah of course you'd love to win a championship with the team that drafted you but this opportunity he's got in front of him of being a premier halfback at a premier age with no restrictions on his free agency like are you really knocking the guy if he takes some fatty deal to go play no else? no i'm not at all and then we've just seen from an organizational standpoint how you know I don't want, like to use the word replaceable, but you know, running backs come in, in plethoras in the NFL draft usually, and you can get them later, and you can go a committee approach and kind of get the production out of the run game. Now, I will say Aaron Jones is one of the most special runners I've seen in the last few years as far as burst and big run ability, um, but you know, I think if you're an organization, you want to try and probably lean on the side of, of saving that money for other spots of your roster. Yeah. I, I do want to uh, say uh, real quick, Jonathan Taylor at that 103 spot. That's a that's a huge jump uh, because of Carson Wentz news there. Um, and then we had Alvin Kamara at Big Travi, who I really I think that that's a steal at 104 in a PPR. That's pretty good. Um, I got a couple of comments here. Jacob Lay, our number one fan. I would have gone Adams over Chubb or Saquon. Interesting. PPR, the PPR, I, I could, I could not see that. Yeah. For me on that one, it's like I would go with Devontae Adams. There was not a running back available who I believed had a shot at being the number one halfback or at least top three. Like true elite status running backs, they are just the hardest thing to find in fantasy football, regardless of the format. And I saw Saquon and, I, and Nick Chubb as both being in that category, but they were the last ones. And I think well, Nick Chubb kind of gets the benefit of the doubt, the same benefit of the doubt like Henry gets. You know, volume-wise, Henry and, and Chubb are going to be the same pass-catching-wise. But, you know, in a PPR, that doesn't really matter as much if you're getting the volume of an elite rusher like these guys are getting. So I think that's the right spot to take a chance on Chubb or, you know, especially Chubb over Saquon. Austin, well, I want to go back. Oh, I guess you're on the clock here. So go, go for here's, it. Here's the other thing, though, too, with the Nick Chubb stuff is like, yeah, if Kareem Hunt goes down, then who's not to say that they don't? Because Nick Chubb can catch. He, they just have two really good running backs. So they're like, well, why would we do that? Why not just let him be super efficient? And maybe they do continue that if Hunt were to go down. I don't I'm, I don't know for sure. Um, I can't say 100% confidence, you know, one way or another. But um, I just think it's, it's, it's very interesting how – I think if if Saquon Barkley were a hundred, if we knew a hundred percent where he was at and and he was going to be on time, I think it would be a little bit more of a conversation, um, because Saquon can do it all, right? Uh, but as of right now, like I have, I love Nick Chubb. I think he's super underrated. And we have a fantasy football therapist right now saying, "I was between Chubb and Barkley, so you made the choice for me." Pretty good. You got to love when that happens. I got and I also, back, man. I also <laughs> want to say, lastly, before I make my pick here and toss it to Austin, 14 people watching, guys. Appreciate every single one of you guys. If you could just do us a huge favor, whatever platform you're on, 
just hit that like or thumbs up button. It would greatly help our channel grow. And uh, let us know if you're new and watching. We'll throw your comment up on the screen. We'll give you a shout out. Now I pick Austin. Talk about you. <laughs> no, I don't, just to follow up with Johnny said real quick, and this is a moment of honesty. That's what we're here to talk about. Uh, honest takes and whatnot, man. If you hit that like, hit that subscribe, drop us a comment. Like we are here on the ground level with y'all. We love doing this. Uh, we prefer to be in a bar with you somewhere, just talking football how it goes, but we're doing our best job to recreate that dynamic uh, digitally. And it only happens because of all of y'all out there jumping in and making this happen week in, week out, day in, day out. So it's awesome. We'd love to have you. We can't wait to keep building this with you for uh, the indefinite future. So that's really cool. Um, as far as Johnny kicking it over to me to talk about my team, I, you know, I was looking at who other elite options were available. I went back and forth between DK Metcalf and Patrick Mahomes. I still see DK. I think he's elite. I think he's a little bit system and quarterback dependent. Maybe he's going to turn into more than that. Maybe I'm being stupid right now with what I'm saying. I went with Patrick Mahomes, but I really liked considering DK Metcalf. I think if dynasty, you could take DK Metcalf one, one. And if you're in a startup dynasty draft league, that would be a fine pick. Um, but I just didn't see another true elite option besides Patrick Mahomes and roll that, roll that forward. I'm excited about that. I, you've talked me into DK. So <laughs> I'm going to go with DK here. Um, I did see Kittle there. It was tempting to kind of go with that same logic you were talking about yeah. there, Austin, you know, like as a, as an elite option coming around the corner. Um, but I, I kind of like DK where the way he sets up. I think um, the situation in Seattle is a little funny um, with with you know Russell Wilson talking the way he's talking. But I doubt that they get rid or they trade him in any way. And I imagine they're going to want to keep him happy. So much money invested in him, which means they'll probably throw more than they're even saying they're going to throw uh, at the end of last year. They said, oh, you know, we're going to get back to running next year. So. You know, DK and this offense looked unstoppable for the first eight games of the year, pretty much. Um, I'm interested to know Travi and Johnny's take on this one. Seattle's been such a hot topic of conversation coming out as of late, and I almost feel like this Russell Wilson, Seattle's not happy with him, is like a way to cover their own butts. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Third-round draft pick Russell Wilson, multiple Super Bowls, never stops playing till the whistle's dead, bails you out of a, a horrendous offensive line year in, year out. It's his fault? I don't think so. Like, this dude hasn't had a defense since the beginning. This guy hasn't had an offensive line ever. They keep putting together weird running back situations after Marshawn Lynch. Chris Carson, good for you, man. But, like, they just have not given Russell Wilson a whole lot that he can just rely on. And now they're trying to say it's his problem. It almost seems like they're trying to hedge their bet between their lack of success, which we thought Russell Wilson was going to be an MVP. We thought the Seattle Seahawks were the best team in football at one point at the beginning of last year. And then it really came down quick. So is, is this really critique on Russell Wilson, or is, is this um, a, a team that's trying to find their truths? I think it's a, like most things. I think it's a combination of, of a lot of things. I, I, my thing is, is uh, uh, sorry, Wilson looked bad. for. There were multiple games with multiple interceptions, fumbles, uh, turnovers. He just looked bad through a stretch. But then he came out this offseason and said, I'd like to get hit less, uh, so fix the offensive line kind of uh, issue there. You know, part of throwing the ball a lot means putting yourself in danger to get hit more. Um, so there's a, a little bit of give and take on both sides here. And I think, you know, I was talking with my sister-in-law. She lives in the greater Seattle area. She's a Seahawks fan. I said, are you tired of Russell Wilson? She's like, I'm tired of the chirping for sure. Mm. But who are you going to trade him for? 
you can't trade him for anybody that's going to do what he can do. Like there's nobody in the league that really does what he can do. So um, she made a great point there. And I think that's a good, a good way to look at it. But uh, you know, they're pro- they probably want to get him as happy as possible, but also do the right things for a football team to win. And sometimes that's running the football, you know? Yeah. And while Travi is on the clock here, we just got done with our first two rounds. I want to run those down for you all. We've got Dalvin Cook at the 1-1 position. Christian McCaffrey, Jonathan Taylor, Alvin Kamara. Travis Kelsey made the first five. Derek Henry grabbed by game time. I took Nick Chubb at six. Saquon Barkley, Devontae Adams, Ezekiel Elliott, Tyreek Hill, and DeAndre Hopkins closed out the first round. Started the second round with Josh Jacobs, followed by Michael Thomas, James Robinson, Austin Eckler. Stefan Diggs, I took Patrick Mahomes, Johnny took Aaron Jones, J.K. Dobbins is gone, Big Travis souped up DK Metcalf, A.J. Brown, DeAndre Swift, and Antonio Gibson closed out the second round. Jacob Blade, number one fan, started the third round with Clyde Edwards and Lair, followed by Justin Jefferson, C.D. Lamb. Big Travi took his boy George Kittle, got that elite stat going. Easy Daddy grabbed Joe Mixon. Johnny is now on the clock, picking at the 3-6 position to go along with his Derrick Henry, Aaron Jones. Very nice running back stack. Trav, you were able to get your three elites. Yeah, that actually worked out well. I was I was hoping for Gibson because I, I I almost took Gibson at two nine. Yeah, but you talked me into Metcalf, and I looked at Kittle, and then Gibson got taken, so I, I went with Kittle there. Just you know, PPR. I think no matter what happens in that offense, he's going to be a main vein for them. Yeah, I agree. Oh. And I, I, have, I just oh Johnny, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I have a, I have a question for you guys. Um, I mean, Austin might make it uh, this pick here, but Julio Jones and Mike That's Evans. I was going to ask about Julio. Am I just falling in love with the name and the memories of this man? I, I don't think so. I think, I you know, know, you could you could make the case for injury for sure and say like that he, he had his most injured year last year. But like when, also when he got on the field, he dominated. And Andre Johnson was pretty old and still put up thousand yard seasons, you know, for the, you know, sim- similar body type, big, big wide receiver. So I think there's faith there uh, with the new system, a new head coach, Matt Ryan still involved. As long as they're both still there, I, I, I think Julio is going to continue to do Julio things, catch a hundred yards a game. We had uh, Eric sort of saying, I was hoping Gibson to get back to me, but nope. Uh, Jacob Lay going Dalvin Cook, Antonio Gibson, and CEH with his first three picks. Antonio Gibson's a hot name. Uh, all well, these I, second. I want... Go ahead. I just wanted to ask real quick, and maybe Johnny or, or Austin, whoever wants to take this. So Easy Daddy talking about J.K. Dobbins or Gibson there. He went with the Dobbins pick. I'm not saying he's wrong or right. Where, where's your guys' landing on that? Because I think Gibson actually put more on tape, has more confidence in my – there's more confidence in my end maybe that I'd go Gibson over Dobbins there. I just think you're probably more excited about the Baltimore Ravens and and how much they run uh, versus you know a team like Washington right now that has a lot of question marks. We don't know who exactly the the quarterback's going to be. Um, you know that could change a lot uh, of the momentum for sure. But as of right now, I think people have that whole mentality of like, let me go with the better offense. As of you know, and we all know it's not like Dobbins is not super dynamic. We know he's super dynamic, um, but I think it has to do with the offense, right? But I do think that Antonio Gibson, I mean, I I have no issues with how they went. J.K. Dobbins, DeAndre Swift, Antonio Gibson, CEH, like I think that's going to be pretty – I think you can kind of interchange those guys and and you're going to be fine. I think the biggest thing on there comes from just like the situation. I agree with what Johnny said. My only concern would be 
yeah, I'd rather get a piece of the Baltimore offense, but John Harbaugh likes to serve that pie up. You know, when was the last time they had less than three running backs go? And we saw at the end of the year with Mark Ingram being regressed to the bench, and it was just Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins. But even that Gus Edwards situation really took a hit on J.K. Dobbins' ceiling as Rantonio mm-hmm. Gibson can crank you 35, 40 points. Bunch you know, of yeah. goal line carries for Gus there, just kind of getting in the exactly. way. He'll, he'll get to like two a game. It's not a, it's not a problem, and that just takes the ceiling off. Um, I love – DeAndre Swift makes me a little nervous, but I think Johnny's boy in Swift is, is the most exciting from a talent and what should be role perspective. Hmm. Gibson probably should be right in that same camp, but I think we're more excited about Detroit's offense, right, wrong, or indifferently, than we are about Washington's. Um, and then the talent for DeAndre Swift is still, maybe it shouldn't be, but I think we're still putting Swift a notch above Antonio Gibson from a talent and capability perspective. I love it, man. We're in the end of February and we're doing the the crystal ball kind of situation of, of trying to read the tea leaves of talent and opportunity for all of those backs we just mentioned. Um, that's some exciting stuff there. We have uh, Eric saying, I was a Gibson believer since last offseason. was just trying to be greedy with Dobbins. <laughs> and then we had the football therapist saying, love Dobbins, a player, hate the value there, would rather get him in the third. But, I mean, I I don't think he's going to last the third is the issue. Like, you could say, I want a player. And, yeah, like, but you, <laughs> you can always want a player in a certain round. But, like... It just is not going to happen. Um, I I just don't think – I think that this is probably right where he's going to end up going come even September, I think. Uh, could even go up if there's more and more news about, you know, what Austin brought up and alluded to because that is a, a, a fact. They sometimes do rely on like three different running backs. They've already had rumors saying, oh, we're interested in bringing Gus back. Like – Whereas last year they were trying to get rid of him. So you, you do, you never know. Justice Hill was over there and there's a whole another round of running backs looking to get drafted coming up in May, right? Or April when the draft is. So, yep. Uh, Eric, you were saying uh, McKissick vultured so much of Gibson's opportunities. I mean, for a little bit, but I think a part of that was because they wanted to like slowly bring him in. He was so new to the position that they were still trying to ease him into that position and yeah, and he was injured, so he got a lot more opportunities, or, or like, or they were trailing, which makes sense because he doesn't, he's a rookie, doesn't know the the playbook as much. So I think that 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 could change uh, going into year two. And I think with the McKissick, I was going to mention that with Antonio Gibson, but I really feel like McKissick is just a spell, as where with Baltimore. Gus Edwards actually has some goal line chops to him. Justice Hill has some capabilities to him. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm maybe I'm speaking, maybe I'm not talking about JD McKissick right. He did have a really good set of velvet hands in the backfield, but it's not like he's catching 40-yard zingers. You know, he's catching seven-yard passes out of the backfield. Um, On the prospects, too, like the difference yeah. in prospects between Gibson and Dobbins. Gibson was a wide receiver for most of his college career. So if I'm talking about a path to get back to pass catching, it's more believable to me that Gibson is eventually going to be a pass catcher and a big part of this offense because of his history playing the position. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I'm excited about all those guys, as as Austin was kind of talking about. J.K. Dobbins, DeAndre Swift, Antonio Gibson. CEH kind of falling there in the third round. I mean, where are you at, Johnny, on CEH coming in the next year? Do you think he goes in the third or, or back in the second kind of, you know, he was going in the first round last year. 
Yeah, I think I think he'll go mid third, to be honest with you. I think well, I, I mean in a standard league, maybe he does go in the second, you know. But look, even Cam A Sanders, who, you know, in that rank you could argue even Joe Mixon, you could argue all of these guys over CEH. I do think that CEH will get more opportunities next year. Once again, you can make that same argument uh, as the other guys um, that, you know, he's a rookie. He didn't have a lot of reps. I mean, they trusted him. He needs to get better at the goal line. That's for sure. Um, but once again, it's a PPR league. They pass a lot in Kansas City. So I, I, once again, I think all of these guys are kind of in that same cluster tier. And I think you're happy if you grab one of them, two of them. I think you're going to be you're going to increase. Now, the odds are saying, you know, we all know this. The odds are saying that, you know, three out of those five guys are probably not going to end up being who we thought or who we hope they will be. Uh, that's just the, how the odds go. But uh, I, I think that you're you're just I would take your favorite two offenses. And that's the two that I would probably go with if you're going to go with two of those guys. No, on my stance on this, I'm, I'm one, a pretty big fan of Clyde Edwards Alaire coming into his second season. I think that he's almost like that prototypical case of a second year running back who maybe we overvalued a little bit. This wasn't a guy taken in the top five picks. He was taken at the very back end pick 31 in the first round there. So it's a guy who was maybe the best of the class ish. Maybe, maybe they reached a little bit for him over like a Deandre Swift or whatnot, or a Jonathan Taylor, just cause they thought it fit into his system. But I think CEH in year two is going to uh, be better than he was in year one. And, and the man still averaged four yards a carry. He still was able to produce um, Travis. I wanted to ask you though, in that same vein of these rookie running backs moving a little bit further down the line in the third round, we saw Cam Akers grabbed. And I wanted to yeah. know what your take there was, not just on Cam Akers, who I think we all agree is going to be really good and we love what we saw at the end of his rookie season. But Daryl Henderson was a second-year player who did last year what I'm kind of arguing CEH is likely to do in his second year. And is there a reason to think that Daryl Henderson isn't going to keep it going? Yeah, it would have been even more compelling had Henderson stayed healthy because I think what he put on tape before he got injured was like, oh, no, don't not so fast, Cam Akers. Like, I can be a number one guy. I can be explosive and and show what we thought he had at Memphis. I remember when he came out telling Johnny, telling you, I really liked Daryl Henderson. I really liked what he put on tape. He, he had the juice. And he didn't show it in his rookie year, but he definitely showed it last year. Um, I think that McVay will be happy with a one-two punch, mostly you know Akers, 60-40 split, something like that, 70-30. Mm split mm -hmm. um, but I think there's no you know there's no denying they want acres to be that guy I think they want acres to be the guy he's more well-rounded he's bigger he does better um, when the line kind of collapses he's the more well-polished prospect um, but I think they're going to have a very formidable one-two punch and I think Henderson's going to be a sleepy guy or a you know a nice sleeper that can add value for a zero RB strategy or a, mm. a top heavy strategy for guys uh, mm. coming into next year Price, pretty good flex most of the season. Definitely a low yeah, I think floor, so. but he's going to have his games where he gets 15 touches and he broke off a 50-yard touchdown with one of those rushes. Yeah, and, and Stafford, yeah. Had, you know, if he can get better at catching the ball, Stafford had, you know, plenty of guys that came in, Theo Riddick, you know, Swift towards uh, the end of last year or the beginning of last year, you know, guys that had history of, of catching the ball under Stafford in Detroit. Yeah, he loves dumping it off. Yeah. Oh, I, I think I messed up a little bit. <laughs> I messed up. You probably, did. probably. Well, I mean, I, I don't. It is a like, mock. So it is a mock. Um, I took Deshaun Watson as the second quarterback, 
And I don't mind that. And my thought process here is that he's going to be traded to a team. And I know that any team that he goes to is going to be a better situation. I know this. But as of right now, this looks like a really dumb pick. Um, But when they're watching this, this could look great. Um, But here's the thing. I could have waited probably <laughs> because of this. We always tell people like wait and you can get the the player that you want um, in the next round. I could have gotten Deshaun Watson in the next round because I do believe ultimately if he does get traded, he will be that number two quarterback If depending on the exact location, right? If he gets traded to Denver, if he gets traded to um, uh, Carolina, I think either one of those two positions, he instantly becomes that number two quarterback overall because those are two opportunities that he has great great uh, weapons around him that he can flourish. Already seen him from a, just a numbers standpoint be you know that MJ of, of quarterback numbers. You know he's been elite and he makes players better. And so I think that. Right now, this looks like a really dumb pick, um, and and I think I could have gotten him in the fifth. But I wanted to bring up the conversation about Deshaun Watson uh, because I want to ask you guys where do you think he goes. I think he well, Austin wants to say something. So well, I was gonna, I was going to say before we talk about Deshaun Watson, I think it's actually probably the most helpful bit of conversation to talk about how you draft through tiers and how when yet you might very well be right johnny that deshaun watson is going to be that number two quarterback but i would probably put him in a pool of players that i would say are within five percentage points of having that same outcome mm-hmm. anyone can lose an acl right anything anybody can have something weird go down so it's really hard to like hit that nail on the head and i think there's more success in finding a pool of people so i'd put deshaun watson lamar jackson kyler murray dak prescott uh, maybe russell wilson right in that kind of camp and I would just be comfortable grabbing any one of those players and kind of keep an eye on. I love your drafting in the middle of the of the rounds here at six because then you kind of like get an opportunity to gauge and you you don't usually miss a uh, you don't usually miss one of the guys in your tier. Um, so, so that would be my only suggestion. I do before we get too far away. I want to get our last two rounds rundown for our listeners. Um, in the third round, we started with Ceh. Followed by Justin Jefferson, CeeDee Lamb, George Kittle, Joe Mixon's gone, Mike Evans, Julio Jones, Cam Akers, Calvin Ridley, Allen Robinson, Miles Sanders, Chris Godwin to close out the third round. The fourth started off with Reed Tyler selecting Chris Carson, David Montgomery was next. Keenan Allen, T. Higgins, Darren Waller, I took Terry McLaren. Deshaun Watson was grabbed by Johnny. We're going to keep talking about that in a second. Najee Harris, Adam Thielen was taken by Big Travi, DJ Moore. Lamar Jackson and Amari Cooper to close out the fourth. Jacob Blake started the fifth with Robert Woods. We saw Jamar Chase gone. Travis Etnine's gone as well. And Big Travi here is making his fifth-round pick. But, Johnny, I wanted to ask you then, if framing in the Deshaun Watson, I think he's going to be great. He's, he's amazing. Um, but would you have taken a look? Is he, is he slotted to be that much better than Kyler Murray? Is he slotted to be that much better than Lamar Jackson or Dak Prescott with a heel dangle? No. Once again, it, it, like you had said, it would be um... – Oh, big Trevi auto picked. Oh, got him. Be thirty seconds on my screen, and then all of a sudden I'm auto picked. Oh, <laughs> like we haven't heard that story before. <laughs> uh, hold on, I need to. I'm gonna throw a uh, shout out to our boys. The snap Deshaun to Den- Denver would be amazing. We also have Ryan Weiss, our boy, uh, Ryan. chiming in. If someone wants to read it, love Watts. Oh, I. 
Oh, okay, good. Uh, love Watson wherever he goes. Houston was last in total plays and 22nd in total passes, and it was still QB5. Might have the safest floor at QB. So, look, that's a – ooh, he got a he got an O from Austin. Like That's a good point. That's a really yeah. good point. And to Johnny's point earlier, anywhere he goes, he'll be great, right? Like if we're looking at him and being in one of the bottom barrel situations and he was still top five, yeah. Move Sign him Austin up. Sign <laughs> him up. <laughs> I would take this one, man. I'm so excited to see what happens to Deshaun Watson. It's like that's such a, an interesting storyline. He's still 26 years old. He's one of the rare, you know, field tilters that are still there, you know, uh, at the quarterback position. Mahomes, you know, Watson, Wilson, Rodgers, guys that can literally win the game for you mm-hmm. uh, just on their back. So it'll be really exciting to see which franchise he, he alters just by being traded there. Also, here. shout out to Ryan's photo here on, oh, yeah. on YouTube. Page. I know. I'm going to throw that stash back. Just, that stash is yeah. just okay. shit, dude. Dude, he's got a legit stash. Look at that. There's no floor on that stash. It's all ceiling, dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Raising the roof on that thing, dude. Uh, awesome. What are you thinking here, dude? You got 42 I'm seconds. Some, I'm looking to find some juicers. You know, we've seen the ADPs adjust. ADP yeah. has adjust. Yeah. You're no longer able yeah. to get James Robinson in the fifth. You can't, you can't get a, uh, you know, Keenan Allen in the sixth anymore, like we were seeing in some of our drafts. So I'm having to think a little bit more. And sometimes thinking and talking is hard. Maybe that's why we turn down the radio when we enter a neighborhood and we're trying to find the house. I was like, <laughs> I turn down the radio when a cop's behind me. I get all nervous. It's oh, weird. Oh, dude, yeah. I like, get... Turn it down. All right, I got to focus now. <laughs> Hands <laughs> on the way. What is it? Nine and three, nine and three, or yeah. ten and two, ten, ten and two. two yeah. Well, there you know, Austin taking the guy I wanted. Kareem Hunt? Yeah, I was. Well, I was between. Let's see if I'll, maybe I'll wait. I was between Kareem Hunt and Melvin Gordon, and I couldn't decide between the two. I was trying to look up some stats, and then my time ran out. And then I ended oh. up. Day, so. Oh, so that's the truth. The truth isn't that you, oh, I had 30 seconds left. I swear to God, though, when I checked back in, I was on one tab looking at the stats. When I go back to the other tab, it tells me 30 seconds, and then all of a sudden it says Kenny Galladay. So you know, I, I went with this stack with the Derek, excuse me, the Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt stack in our Dynasty startup a couple of years back, where I took Nick Chubb in the second round, and then Kareem Hunt like five or six, seven rounds later, and uh, I'm very happy with that decision. It's one of those rare situations that reminds me of a Tevin Coleman, Devonte Freeman situation in Atlanta a few years back, where it's like, no, you got like a back-end RB1 and then like an RB2. And if, God forbid, anything happens to either one, you get something really good. And uh, they're playable. They're also each other's handcuffs. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm happy I mean, with it's, that. It's a win-win. He's a perfect, he was the perfect flex RB2 for a lot of this year. So, Yeah, give you a little bit of walk in there. Man, Cleveland's a fun one. I'm looking forward to seeing what Cleveland's about. Coach of the year. Baker's starting to show up. They were getting it done without wide receivers. I mean, you know, they, they had wide receivers, but kind of. Kind of. Yeah. They got Jarvis Landry and a oh herd of Oh, my EJ. goodness, you guys. Wait, this what? can't be right. What's going on? <laughs> they have they have Kyle Pitts. I'm, I'm just looking at the, the tight end rankings right now. They have Kyle Pitts, which is the rookie, 
as right after Zach Ertz um, on these uh, you know, the projected ADP, that is wild. That is wild. A rookie tight end being that ranked that high, yeah. I will pass. I will pass. I will say right now that is a little overvalued. Do not go down that road. We've seen that before. Even even the most elite tight ends take a second. I mean, I say this and watch. He lands with like Kansas City and then everyone goes nuts. I mean, actually, that would be a bad pick for them. Just bringing the air apparent. Right? Like they don't – What they don't – Speaking of people moving spots, what do you think is going to happen with Juju? It's been interesting actually like now we, we, we hate on Juju all the time. But when we take his rookie contract production in those four years, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, I mean Juju is a baller when he's when he's when he has another wide receiver that can kind of dominate as the number one and he can be the slot guy and the and the secondary option to kind of soak up targets. Um, it will be interesting to see what happens. I am selfishly hoping that Green Bay somehow gets a hold of him. I think he's a perfect fit for Green Bay to go opposite Devontae Adams, be in the slot. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, even Snap coming in hasn't done anything as an alpha, and I would agree with that. He just like has not gotten to the level that we yeah. wanted him when we were drafting him as you know the fifth or sixth wide receiver off the board after AB left. I do want to bring up a conversation that's going on. Ryan are here. You fools letting me get Josh Allen this late. I do think Josh Allen is an undervalue right here. We got other people. Josh Allen was a steal there, was yeah. going to take him. Uh, I do think that Josh Allen is definitely someone that is uh, a quarterback that I'll be targeting a lot this year uh, because I think he is a little bit underrated. You're talking about, you know, you're talking about those tiers. People might not put him up in that, that, top tier uh you know in most people's uh you know tiered out uh, rankings however i do think that at the end of the year he could jump up there because we've seen him continuously improve every single year and he's also really fun to watch he now enters that category of like the pat mahomes like very yeah. entertaining to watch and and i find myself watching a lot of bills games because johnny of i don't know if you saw this quote but josh Allen was talking about uh, his other teammates, and they said over there in Buffalo that Josh Allen, you play quarterback like a linebacker. And I <laughs> yeah. think they meant just like he just goes at it, you know, so ferociously and aggressively. And for fantasy, that's a really good quality to have. I mean, he's going to make some dumb decisions just chucking the ball. I mean, that was the story of Josh Allen coming in this year was that he loves to throw the ball deep. He's just not very good at it. Um but that can be really good from a fantasy perspective. Even sometimes, hey, like if you throw a pick or two or a pick six and your team gets down, that means you're going to force game flow. You know, you're going to stay in a pass heavy situation and, and you got to play catch up. And Josh Allen is like the best quarterback ever um, to be playing catch up because he's just, he's not going to stop. He's going to keep going. It's almost mm -hmm. like maybe even better than like a Patrick Mahomes because like we saw Patrick Mahomes at the start of the year and even at other games where like the team is good. So they don't need him to be. A superhero they just need him to just to manage the game and win it but i don't think josh allen's going to find himself in a ton of situations like that i mean buffalo is definitely on the up and up um, but i think their run game is a little bit disappointing their defense was supposed to be elite it was not uh, and this forced josh allen to have to uh, really step up and he did it and it's going to make him an attractive pick next year interesting so do you think It'll be interesting to see if they bring in another. Like, if there's been a lot of linkage between Aaron Jones and Buffalo, 
that would be very, very intriguing. And then, and then I think you would see a little bit of a drawback from Josh Allen. Maybe but, I, I see Josh Allen like is Russell Wilson this year, like how Russell Wilson started the year, just mm-hmm. chucking it, going for it, making it happen. I just think we could see some of that from Josh Allen this year. So Ryan might have gotten the steal of the draft for the number one quarterback. Yeah. Round five. Maybe. 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 Big Travi. Oh, I thought you took Kenyon yeah. Drake. I was thinking about Drake too. Where do you think I, really want, I wanted Ronald Jones, but Johnny took him. I, I'm I'm disgusted by this team in the last two rounds. I'll just be honest. Um, uh, I don't know where Kenyon Drake ends up. I'd imagine. I mean, I think Atlanta would be a nice fit for Kenyon Drake as a as a younger That's version a of like a Todd Gurley. You know, Atlanta pops up as a good fit for a lot of these running backs that are out and and potential free agency or even the rookies. So Atlanta is usually the typical one I say could be a good fit. And if he stays in Arizona, I think in the sixth round here, I like that. You know, like if he if everything stays how it's supposed to be kind of, um, I don't mind it. I don't think, you know, people are a little burned by Drake, but he wasn't as bad as people make out mm-hmm. in their mind. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Uh, we saw we're closing out the sixth round here. I want to give a rundown of the last two rounds that we had going. Jacob Blay at pick 5-1 took Robert Woods out of Los Angeles. Um, Jay Blizzy took Jamar Chase, the incoming rookie, uh, followed by Travis Etnin, uh, rookie as well, coming in. Kenny Galladay, auto pick by Big Travi, Dak Prescott, DJ Char, Kareem Hunt, Miles Gaskins, Kyler Murray, Cortland Sutton, Josh Allen, and Russell Wilson. They're all gone. Started the sixth round off with Mark Andrews, followed by Melvin Gordon, Aaron Rodgers, Chase Claypool, Brandon Ayuk. I took Leonard Fournette. Johnny took Ronald Jones. I want to talk about that in a second. Odell Beckham was grabbed by Easy Daddy. Big Travi took Kenyon Drake. Uh, Javante Williams, another rookie incoming running back, was grabbed by the news on auto pick. Jay Blizzy here is making his pick. Uh, Cooper Cup was the name, and we'll find out who Jacob Blay takes here in just a second. But what is your guys' takes right now on the Tampa Bay backfield? This was a question mark we had last season. It was a question mark that stayed last season. Leonard Fournette got a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Ronald Jones, though, had some really impressive games. How do you guys see this one shaking out? Um I know Travi's got to make his pick up first, so I'm going to ask Johnny. Uh, yeah, you. well, it's funny. You say Ryan, uh, Ryan chiming in saying, I want Fournette to Atlanta so bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that that, I mean, obviously that would clear up the situation heavily. Um, as of right now, like you said, Ronald Jones showed a lot of growth over this last year. I, I think he looked really good um, in the even in the limited role that he got kind of coming back um, after Fournette kind of took over. So again, I think that if you, you know, with them going back to back and if Fournette comes back, obviously that, that hinders Ronald Jones upside. But I I do think that they will go with Ronald Jones and they'll let Leonard Fournette walk just because their cap situation is, I believe not that great. Um, And they've got a lot of question marks, a lot of things to fill right now. Mm -hmm. Um, and and so I do I don't ultimately think Leonard Fournette uh, comes back and so yeah I think that Ronald Jones showed enough flash to say okay they and let's be honest they gave him the workload in the beginning of the season and he was he was being he was great he was really really good and uh, so I I think that he will be the the running back and he'll probably end up moving up a little bit uh, in ADP once we do know more of those questions um, but yeah it- and. Oh, sorry. I was going to say it was kind of funny with with Ronald Jones. We took uh, last year 
he was supposed yeah. to be that slotted guy and he was kind of going in the like third, fourth, fifth round kind of thing. And, mm-hmm. and just, speaking of someone that was going on the snaps, I'd surprise Johnny hasn't taken David Johnson yet. Wow, dude. Shots fired. Uh, and actually David Johnson year, though, wasn't right? that bad. He wasn't he actually he actually was not bad at all. What did he finish? He wasn't as? that bad. He wasn't that good. Look, he's right here. I'm gonna tell you, he was I'm pretty sure and he ended end up year too. Yeah. Well, this can't let's see. This can't be right. <laughs> <laughs> this can't be right. Well, okay, I guess I guess when you look at it from an overall season because he missed so much, he wasn't but when he played when he played he was good i gotta make a pick or else i'm gonna run out of time here and then we could dive more into the david johns if we want to matt matt keeps matt really wants to talk about uh calvin ridley he's he's mentioned it twice so calvin ridley's a steal he might be he went after julio jones and i said on the last draft last week that it's the calvin ridley show now it's it's he is the number one wide receiver in atlanta it's no real knock on julio either it was just Calvin really, Calvin really before last year didn't have a thousand yard season. All right. And Devontae Adams only had 1,000 yard season, but we were just like going off about these guys. And it was like people who went off are right. Like they were right. Uh, Calvin really broke out last year and he looked like he is fully legit. And um, Julio Jones is one of the best of all time. So the mm-hmm. question is really where does he stand? But like Calvin Ridley has done his own damn thing. What's great about Calvin Ridley is he scores the touchdowns, man, and he's done it at a great rate since he got in the league. And so you can say that's fluky, but you can also say this is something he's consistently done. And it is, un- unfortunately, conversely, something that, you know, uh, Julio has not done and scored touchdowns. So that is where I think he gets the edge is because he's able to get in the end zone. Um, I'm excited to see what these guys can do under Arthur Smith. If they get a good running game in there involved as, t- as well, um, you know, I, I think there's some a good bounce back year in order uh, for the Atlanta Falcons, at least on the offensive mm-hmm. side. Of the ball. Mm-hmm. Austin, you went to Vontae Parker. I was looking at him or Tyler Boyd there. I just I went with Boyd because of PPR, but I like Parker too, man. I was I was looking hard mm-hmm. at Parker there. I and you then, know he's yeah, he just, I, I think he's going to keep climbing. I think what Devontae Parker did last year was overcome a lot of little ailing ailments that three years ago he would have sat down for. And he overcame um, the difference in quarterbacks, too. He right. had two different quarterbacks for a lot of that. Yeah. He didn't look great, but when you really look at what he did, I think there's a couple of tweaks that just could get made. I think a full off season and a full new mindset Devontae Parker has. I think he's going to be a very, very strong wide receiver, too, this year. I think he's going to be really good. And unless something really weird happens, like a, a major medical issue, um, I like him. I like everything. I think all the arrows are lining up for him to have a successful season. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. Right after Devontae Parker went, Deontay Johnson, I just want to bring up this comment from her from the cast pajamas. He said, thoughts on Deontay Johnson if Juju leaves and Big Ben stays? I mean, it's I, – I don't ever think it was really the situation's fault with Deontay Johnson. He got so many targets. He just did not catch them all. Um, he he did a lot of up and down play when he did get the ball in space. You know, I remember talking to Johnny about some of our frustrations when Deontay Johnson would catch the ball maybe behind the line of scrimmage and try to do too much. So if he can work some of the inconsistencies out of his game, I think he's going to have a really bright, not just next season, but like he's he's got the juice on paper to be a really good wide receiver. 
Yeah, I I like him a lot. I think that once again you could you're getting him a little bit later or a little bit earlier than you were last year, but you're not getting that significant increase in in what he I guess there is still a lot up in the air and that's why his ADP hasn't fully adjusted, but I expect that if that were to happen where you know Juju which I don't expect to be back, but if that does end up happening and then Big Ben comes back, I mean Ju- you have to think Deontay plays really well into Big Ben's game because Big Ben can't throw deep very very well or very often and so um that allows those routes to be caught by who Deontay Johnson. And so, um, you know, and especially in a PPR league, I think, I think I would, I would still be willing to draft him in in the seventh round, I think is, is a good value to me. Just as similar. I do think Devontae Parker is a good value in the seventh as well. Deontay Johnson or Marquise Brown coming into 2021 with what we know now, if everything kind of goes, way we kind of expect it to. I would take Deontay. I think Mark, yeah, the volume is just is the king there. Uh, I wish I wish Marquise was getting a similar volume, and, and from a uh, you know a seasoned quarterback there. But Marquise just scares me. I just don't think he's going to pop like we thought. Um, the offense just scares me. Outside of Lamar Jackson, that's right. the only player. And even with him, I'm still not totally sold. I mean, I got him in dynasty. I love that. But it's it's like we talked about the issues John Harbaugh brings for the running backs when you always have another running back or two to go along with your number one. Um, it doesn't matter how good a receiver Marquise Brown is. If Lamar Jackson's only throwing the ball 20 times and he spreads it around, doesn't really, doesn't really manage. doesn't really matter how fast Marquise Brown is. Cause he didn't turn enough of those big, he doesn't turn enough of those opportunities into the touchdowns. I think we expected him to last year. Yeah. Is that going to change? I mean, down the stretch, it did down the stretch. He started, he caught fire. And so it's like, you, you got to expect him. I mean, if you're drafting him, you got to expect that to continue. Now I, I think it can, I think Lamar Jackson was starting to figure out, some things again um but as far as like Deontay versus brown like i i to piggyback off of what travis said we've seen it from Deontay, so um and we've seen it twice really because we saw his rookie year as well and so i would go with that um and then the snap saying 128 vacated targets with Juju gone. Um, now it'll be interesting to see if they do draft another receiver or if they just plan on uh, having Washington uh, because Washington looked really, really good as well. Um, oh, look, the snap saying Marquise Brown puke face. Yeah, that was, no, that was a perfect point there. The snap bringing in of the 128 vacated targets. It just made the answer to me so much clearer. You go with the opportunity. We talk about that all the time. Opportunity is king in fantasy football. And mm. the problem with Marquise Brown is the opportunity. And none of that opportunity is really going to change. Lamar Jackson is still the quarterback. John Harbaugh is still the coach. Um, regardless if Big Ben is there or not, I expect them to throw the ball a lot. And that's going to be really good for their wide receivers. And they like to focus in on a limited amount. And Juju gone. I think it's good news for Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson. Mm-hmm. Chase Claypool's another exciting one um, that I think could just really stand to benefit from the exit of uh, Juju, as, as Austin just kind of alluded and to. Probably, to be honest, the exit of Big Ben, <laughs> because he could get it. If, if he gets the ball down the field more, uh, gets like those 50-50 balls, like, oh, my goodness. Could you imagine if Deshaun Watson goes to the Pittsburgh? Oh, my goodness. That would be disgusting. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's scary. And and then you're talking like I think Claypool could then 
I think Claypool could then see a lot of 50-50. Oh, my goodness. Just making, just thinking about that right now is just getting me hot and bothered, guys. Oh, my goodness. I think I just found my new – I don't – I'm not a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. So, for like – from that aspect, I hope they don't get him. But just from like the excitement of all the fantasy pieces, the fantasy gold that would be, you know, there uh, and, and the potential. Oh, my goodness. He would no doubt he would. I would say this right now. I would say this right now. You're saying it. Say it. Say it if already. he goes to Pittsburgh, he will be the quarterback one next year. He will be the undoubtedly. He's not huh? going to Pittsburgh. He's not I'm, going to Pittsburgh. I don't think he is going there, but I'm just, I, 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 <laughs> he's not. He's hey, Kuz, you were out on Fournette, though, man. You called Fournette with Tampa Bay I did. last year, John. I think we clipped that. I was pretty excited about that. Not not going to lie. Okay, okay. I want to know about the, the wide receiver situation here in, in San Francisco. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. Debo Samuel's hurt a lot. What do you guys, who do you, who's going to be the alpha next year? What should we keep an eye out pretending Jimmy G is still the quarterback? I got so many wide receivers. Wait, say that one more time. Sorry, I was reading talking, a comment. I'm talking about wide receivers in, in San Francisco and who you guys mm-hmm. expect to stack out as maybe the one and two. How good of a one and two will those guys be? We just said Marquise Brown. I know he's going to be the number one wide receiver, but I really am not interested in him being on my team. But Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk to me are, are a little bit different, and I wanted to know what your take was because they got so many high pedigree players that have had injuries, haven't panned out. You know, we've got yes, Ayuk, we've got Sam, we've got more guys too. Yeah, I mean, and I, it's Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk are the one and two. Brandon Ayuk is the one, Debo Samuel's the two. The reason why they're both really good is because they're both really good after the catch. Like you look at Debo Samuel, that guy's like a pit bull. And so they love to give him the ball around the line of scrimmage because he can just create yards like that. And like it's hard to tackle him as well. So they that's how they use him. They'll move mm. him around and stuff. Whereas like uh, Brandon Ayuk, they, they'll just get him in space as, as more – um, you know, crosses, things like that. They use him for for the big chunk plays as well. Um, I like them both. I think that's an offense where you can – they just move the ball very efficiently. And depending on who they get at quarterback, um, because, you know, that's the other really, really hot team uh, that is in the quarterback's, you know, quite you know they're they're rumored to be trading for some kind of quarterback whether that's Kirk Cousins their Deshaun Watson Sam whatever it might be um I think that they have the weapons that that would make it really really intriguing uh and and I'd be willing to draft them both what Deshaun Watson in San Francisco yeah that would be very juicy as well not as much of like a hot and bothered as as the Steelers for me but uh 49er I just once again I, you know, as a Cardinals fan, like I don't want to see them get Deshaun Watson. Like that sucks. That would suck for a Cardinals fan. Um, we have a couple of comments here. I just want to throw up to give a shout out because uh, we got some good research going on here. Uh, Ryan, we says Justin Herbert's ADP will likely have the most influence on where I draft at quarterback in 2021. Hard mm-hmm. to pass on Josh Allen in the fifth, but if I can get Herbert three rounds later, sign me up. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's pretty good. Uh, and then snap came in. Look at DJ's numbers. Getting ball, getting the ball from Hodges, Rudolph, and geriatric uh, Big Ben. Still an increase in 52 targets from 2019-2020. So they were just touching back on uh, that. Yeah, Mike Tomlin likes to throw the ball, right? We've got Mason Rudolph and his punchable face up there. You know, <laughs> still, um, still throwing the ball. 
Yeah, we'll see how much that changes. They've got Randy Fickner they let go of, who was the longtime coordinator for them and and Ben's former QB coach. So some things changing. I don't I don't think it'll be a drastic change. The you know, Tomlin's still there, but uh, you know, they've got a lot of turnover. Pittsburgh's gonna be a different offense. Yeah. You know, Juju's going to be leaving potentially. You could potentially see James Conner leaving. Um, they're going to have some turnover. Maybe Big Ben leaves. Who knows what happens there? So it's an interesting um, offense to take note of and see what how that changes. It is an interesting you know, one. I, strip, I, strip club, strip club Dan, Dwayne could be the starter. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Let's see where he pans out. But we do know where the last two rounds in our mock draft panned out. I want to give a rundown here of seven and eight. We saw Jacob Blake, number one fan, take Tyler Lockett at the 7-1 spot. TJ Hawkinson was gone after that, followed by Juju Smith-Schuster, Tyler Boyd, Jalen Waddell, Raheem Mostert. By game time, I took Devontae Parker. Uh, Deontay Johnson's gone. A.J. Dillon gone. Marquise Brown, Jarvis Landry. Kyle Pitts off the board to close out the seventh. I didn't notice that AJ Dillon was taken that early. I was uh, we're late. Yeah, he was he was, yeah. he was way down. He's one eighty eight, and right now we're at fifty two. So I don't think that's a bad. That's not a bad pick. That's just ADP getting adjusted to itself. Eighth Wait. round, Trevor Lawrence is off the board. Ty Hilton gone. Will Fuller, Rashi, uh, Rashad Bateman, Justin Herbert, Zach Moss, Debo Samuel, Michael Pittman, Tony Pollard, Jerry Judy. Uh, Randall Moore and Michael Gallup there to close out the eighth round. We're starting with the ninth, Jacob Blake. What were you saying, Johnny? I just want to point out the snap keeps on like at me at the DJ uh, David Johnson numbers. Just no, curious. No, 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 no. Deontay Johnson. Oh, Deontay Johnson. Okay. I thought they were yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. calm we down. Call, we, you know, we, no, hey, listen, like, low. hey, hey, he's not going for I was it. like, yo. Yeah. I was yeah, like, yo, hold on, on no, because I got on. the corrected numbers. We're on topic, dude. No, no. I know. Okay. I said, I got the corrected numbers, and David Johnson was an RB2 and only played in 12 part games. So part of me and Austin's job around here is to make sure we don't let the rabid dog out. Yeah, Johnny over there, and we got to get him, you know, put him behind, dude. Put him on the Sorry. chain for a little while. If you weren't here, we have a rabies epidemic going on through. You think COVID will wait till everybody's Unreal. <laughs> oh, it's, it's a run uh, for rabies awareness, like in the office, man. We're going to have to have a, a, a fun run for it. The snap says, very punchable. He's referring to Mason Rudolph. And hey, I'm sorry, if you are a Mason Rudolph fan, I just got to say, why? And that's it. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. That guy to me just rubs me the wrong way. And he's like, he's like underwear made of sandpaper. That's, oh, that's what God. Oh, gosh. He probably you know. wears that too. Oh my God. I don't, I'm going to get real talks if I start talking about Mason. What underwear hey, he wears? I think, hey, I think, I think oh, we might have found a new, a new uh, pet that we can bring oh up uh, for, uh, for our spin the wheel, for our spin the wheel bet would be you have to wear for a show. Uh, sandpaper in your underwear. You didn't even want to get shocked by a funny taser. No, that sounds. Tru- tru- it wasn't a funny taser. That it was, that, it was a real. Taser. It Maybe, was a real who taser, knows, dude. You funny. start with a taser, then you're jump starting your nipples. Uh, nobody knows, but like we gotta open up. This is entertainment. It's for the people, Johnny. It's for the people, Johnny. We got 13 people watching us right that now. That would love to people. see you get tased right now. Hey, who are you to deny it? Whisper Nation, if you're listening in and you'd like to see Johnny get attacked by a cattle prod, please let us know. Oh my gosh, why are you guys offering me up as like <laughs> bait for like the worst torture? Oh, things? I know, it's, it's bad. Geez. No, we're kidding, Johnny. We're kidding, kind of. We're yeah, kind of. Well, yeah, kind of. 
<laughs> Unreal. You guys are unbelievable. Hey, I never ask you to do something I wouldn't do, though. And I did that last night. So it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's whispers Ooh. after dark. All right. Yeah. You got to be on the Patreon subscription list. To catch yeah. that. That's right. That's right. Link to the cash app in our bio. <laughs> <laughs> we now accepting Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> Ethereum. Yeah. Uh, oh, my Lord. So uh, I ended guys, up, Austin, I ended up going with Tony Pollard and Henderson. Some, you know, we talked a little bit about Henderson earlier. Yeah. I think Tony Pollard's kind of in that same category as guy who could get some increased role than what we saw. Um, I know they've got Zeke and Zeke's their boy and Zeke's going to eat and all that. But Pollard showed some flash last year. I'm excited to see what he can do maybe in an extended role. Yeah, I'm, I think that's a really good pickup. I think that, um, I'm not surprised. I'll just say this. I'm not surprised if we end up seeing Ezekiel Elliott playing less than 50% of the snaps come week 10 of this upcoming year. We saw Mark Ingram start off the year as the unquestioned number one and get relegated to the bench duties. We saw Todd Gurley as their high paid, you know, number one, who then Ito Smith was there, was ended up being their number one at the end of the year. Movement happens. And I Mm -hmm. think that Ezekiel Elliott's. Unless he has like a come to Jesus, I'm going to really take a moment and, and Frank Gore my situation over here. I just don't know why he would, though. Like, I don't think that the situation in Dallas is, is that awesome. Um, I think Jerry Jones is kind of like a hit and miss kind of inspirational leader. You know, like when he loves you, it's great. But he, he puts you out on the cold real fast, as does Brian. And then like you're gone. And then that's that. And I think Ezekiel Elliott I'm not surprised if, if we see this coming coming through with Ezekiel Elliott. It's like you guys don't really have a real shot at winning a championship. You've given so many good years, Ezekiel Elliott. You have earned your spot as, as a, a top-level mention in the running back world. I don't know if you've got what it takes to be in the Hall of Fame. I don't know if your team has what it takes to make a deep run. And so from that perspective, why would you like why would why would you burn your body? Why would you like go all the way? I I, I just don't see the tea leaves. And I don't see him being the kind of guy who just wants to do it to do it's sake. Maybe that's yeah, he's maybe definitely that's more – yeah, he likes to party. I don't know that he's the guy that's like <clears throat> cares about breaking any records. He just hasn't shown it yet. I don't want to discredit him that much and be like, oh, yeah, you know, he, he doesn't want to be great. But he he just hasn't shown that he wants to be great. He shows that he wants to play, get the massive contract, play for the Dallas Cowboys. Do his job. And do all the extracurricular stuff. Um, yeah, I, we'll have to see what happens there. Um, it's some interesting, some dynamics there that are going on. Johnny, you went Jameson Crowder here. I looked at Crowder as well uh, for the last couple rounds. Uh, you think that, you know, no matter what happens with the QB situation there, you like Crowder to kind of soak up targets, PPR? Yeah, I, I mean, he's always been kind of an underrated wide receiver. I was looking at these wide receivers, man. They've gotten nasty. I mean, oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, talking about Brandon Cooks, once again, I'm kind of leaning more as Brandon Cooks isn't going to have Deshaun Watson. I would probably take him uh, over. Actually, I don't. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. I would still go Jamison Crowder. I do. I am intrigued by now that Jamison Crowder and the entire franchise is now away from the Adam Gase nastiness. Uh, what this potential of this franchise could be. And we've seen Jameson. Oh, Chase Edmonds. That's a very good pick, Austin. Um, so I, I just, and once again, I needed a, I needed a wide receiver and I was just looking at the ones that were available. And I just think that Jameson Crowder has the highest upside in a PPR league. Um, you know, I'm not going to go AJ green. That's nasty. Um, 
Julian Edelman, maybe. I don't know what their quarterback situation is going to be like as of right now. Marvin Jones, once again, he's a free agent. Um, Emmanuel Sanders, what's his upside right now? You know, Speaking on those names, I just got to say something right, th- right now to put in the world to sink into my own brain. I'm presenting this as useful information for the world to take in, but it's really just so I don't do something stupid in this upcoming draft, and I need to sink that in. And it's don't don't link your wagon to a, to a horse that you're just going to be bummed out about. Like A.J. Green is the perfect example. Um, maybe someone who's like, a little, like an A.J. Green plus of a guy who's going to be really hard to drop. You know, a guy who's fallen down, and you end up taking him, and you're like, this guy's he's good. not going to get he's up, dude. He's not going to get up, but he might have a couple games here and there, and he might have a good role on the offense, and you're like, but maybe. And remember? He, and hey, it's like, might, no, just save yourself the trouble. Don't don't, don't hook up to that horse. Go find he might be new. He might be pressing that life alert button, but you just got to ignore it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> get the next ambulance as oh, you go by. Oh, I know you're on the ground in your kitchen. That's where you're going to stay. Yeah. No one's coming. <laughs> oh man, that was. Hopefully you got some cliff bars. <laughs> cliff on your own. Oh man, uh, Ryan chiming back in here. Zeke, he wants to get some uh, Zeke conversation here. Uh, problem. Zeke's problem started when Dak went down. He was the RB four over the first four weeks. He'd be a top guy again in twenty twenty one as long as Dak is back. Mm. Interesting. I, I said Interesting before, take. Like, first five weeks. Zach, Zeke had five rushing touchdowns. After Dak went out, it was like at least at least eight or nine weeks until he got another rushing touchdown. After that, so that's a good point. But oh, let's see. are you going to take him? He didn't get a I mean, maybe Jonathan. Maybe that you would take him over Jonathan Taylor. Um, but I, but would you take him over Alvin Kamara, Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, and Saquon? I don't know I if I would consider him over Saquon. Saquon's a hard one for me to wrap my head around. <clears throat> um, I just don't know if I have trust issues on Saquon, but um, I think yeah, you have Ryan's trust issues with point. the Giants. Is what it well, is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't I? <laughs> it took Daniel Jones the sixth overall spot. Yeah, they're not when uh, they could have gotten him at the seventeenth. They could have done a lot of things. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are. You know, Saquon Barkley super is that interesting one, but I, th- I think for me, it, I would take the question becomes: Is it Zeke or Josh Jacobs? I got fair question marks for both of those guys right now. That's that's where it would stack up for me. I got to make my pick. It might be one of those. It might be one of those years where you get Zeke at a discount if Ryan's, you know, you know Ryan's point is made and and Dak comes back healthy. This could be a year where you get Zeke at the end of the first beginning of the second and then you're sitting there with you know a top five guy at the end of the year so all right um, so then let me ask you if that's the question if or if that's the answer i guess then is the question is zeke this year's alvin kamara because the same thing happened last year right where alvin kamara was injured there was a, a lot of information but coming alvin out. didn't go at the back of the first no, chris carson maybe yeah chris he did Car- maybe, maybe chris carson is, a, is, a, is an all right. No, no, I, I, no. Alvin Kamara at, went in the back half of no. the first round last year. No, he went in the middle of the first last year. He was okay. not in the back of the back. Okay. Of the first. Zeke is going. Zeke went here. 110. At 110. Alvin Kamara yeah. went 107. 
108. It's basically around the same position. You're getting him at a major discount when he's going in the in the top three, top four is what I was like trying to say. That's for sure. But like come, Alvin Kamara's question marks have lingered with him his entire career, and it's because he's not a volume based running back. When have right. we seen a guy who's been such a consistent performer who regularly gets less than 15 carries? Like that's not Ezekiel Elliott. He's he's a he's a monster. Like feed the beast, keep him going. Mm-hmm. And it's just like it, Kamara's Kamara's just such a weird. Like he's so he's such a real talent. And we've had to say his talent is going to overcome his opportunity because Alvin Kamara's opportunity is the worst of any running back taken in the first three rounds. Yeah, Kamara is definitely that anomaly when you talk about fantasy football. You know, you want a guy to have volume, but if he doesn't have volume, he's got to be super efficient. And we've we've made the argument, you know, for years, oh, well, maybe that efficiency will tail off. It just doesn't do it. And he does a ton of work to make sure he stays efficient. The balance work that he does to make sure that he is the guy that bounces off of people. Um, so that's what kind of gives you a little bit more faith in, in his high efficiency. But yeah, it's definitely a lot. It's faith. It's, you know, it's sometimes it's not as uh, trustworthy why, as you'd like. That's why they call it faith. Yeah. It's clear to me, regardless of where he lands, Ezekiel Elliott has begun the path that we've seen so many other good running backs in his era walk down. Todd Gurley, David Johnson, these are guys who, once they start, once they start losing that edge, you you don't get that edge back. You just don't. Nope. And, and it goes other- fast. The one argument I will make in Zeke's case is he hasn't. It hasn't been for his body's sake, as in the other two examples. You know, Gurley hit a wall with his arthritic knee. David Johnson had a back issue, a wrist issue, some other things bothering him as well. Um, Zeke has yet to be, you know, kind of tainted by injury. Right. So we'll have to we'll have to see. Well, I, mean, he I, was, I agree. He was injured with the calf injury, but I, I once again I don't I'm not going to say that that's yeah. like a significant injury to. I'm just being a little devil's advocate here on, on that, but I, I do agree with what you're saying. And but on the, I, he's got a lot of carries on him on that body. He has a lot sure. of carries. He had a lot at Ohio State, and he's got a lot in the NFL. So it's going to definitely be one of the names. It's really really exciting to look at, as are some of the names that we saw going in the ninth and 10th rounds, which we are coming to an end with. I'm going to run those ones down here for our listeners. we got Alexander Madison, who started off the ninth round, taken by Jacob Blay, followed by Kenneth Gainwell. Joe Burrow is gone. Daryl Henderson is two by Big Travi. Um, Equinemia St. Brown off the board by Easy Daddy. Jamison Crowder and Chase Edmonds, taken by Johnny and then myself. Damien Harris, David Johnson, Marlon Mack, James Conner, and Brandon Cooks to close out the ninth round. We saw the 10th start with Robbie Anderson. We was thinking about him. Sterling Shepard, Tariq Cohen, mm. Hubbard. We're going to hear more about these rookie names as the seasons progress or the months progress. Chubba Hubbard. Fun one, right? Yeah. Evan Ingram, Mike Kosecki, Todd Gurley. Matt Stafford is gone, as is Noah Fant. Tom Brady, the endless one, is off the board. And Jacob Blay here is closing out the 10th round with his pick of Ryan Tannehill. Ryan. Three more left. Saying, I love that you guys brought up JT and Saquon. In my very early rankings, I have JT at five, Zeke at six, and Saquon at seven. Wouldn't be mad to land any of them if I'm stuck at the back half of the draft. So that was his, that's how he had them. Who would you guys want the most? Who would you just be the most excited about when your eyes are closed, your smile is the biggest? Thinking about those guys, like the ceiling play for either of those? Just who would you want? Like you're you're roster baiting after drafting those guys, and who would you want to see on your team? I th- JT. I, 
Yeah, I think Jonathan Taylor's going to get it. I think Jonathan Taylor's the guy. You know, t- took him in a lot of drafts last year, so I was uh, invested a quite across a lot of leagues with him. And having to wait so long, you know, it's like sweat equity. It felt like you know, like I had yeah. so much invested in him to wait so long for him to kind of bust out on the scene, especially because Johnny was out here for week one. We watched week one together, mm-hmm. and there was a play where they did a little screen pass to Jonathan Taylor, and they were working Marlon Mack and Naheem Hines in that game, but they did a little screen pass to Jonathan Taylor. That was one of the most exciting plays I watched all year. It was like a <laughs> 60-yard screen pass. But like we were going nuts. He put, like we were going nuts on that. So, yeah, I just think he's. He, I would be really excited because if, if all things hit, he would be Carson the guy. Wentz, I think. Yeah, I think, I think it's just it's too tantalizing. It's a number one situation. It's got the yeah. number one written all over it. High pedigree back, big talent, good line. The competition behind him exists, but it, it really shouldn't. After Marlon Mack is out of the picture, like, no, none of these guys are on JT's level. I like yeah, him. Yeah, I agree. I think football therapist had a few guys he's excited about. If we want to throw those up, Johnny. Yeah, let me get back to those uh, said. JT, CD Lamb, T Higgins for me right now. Some guys that he's going to be smiling big, as Austin was saying after he drafted him. Do you have yeah. a couple more guys, Austin, that you're thinking about that uh, would make you smile pretty big? Are you thinking early, middle, or later on? I, I, I you know who I thought what, of for you what, not to answer what the kind question. Of player was Terry McLaurin. Yeah. Well, for for your team, Austin, I was thinking Terry McLaurin. When you took him, I was like, ooh, I kind of I think like all things hit there. Yeah, um, I think he's one of those guys. He Terry McLaurin gets me very excited um, because he is the focus of the offense. He's the kind of guy that you're going to get multiple coaches. Hell, they might hire coaches to come in and just specifically work <laughs> with Terry McLaurin. You know what I mean, though? Yeah, um, yeah. You, you see exactly. more wor- words coming out this year. They're already being like, if Terry McLaurin had anybody on the opposite side of him, he would just be doing insane. Things. Yeah, Sherman so, was Richard Sherman Richard was Sherman. talking about that. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna answer more of this. I got to jump in. Yeah, no, I I'll I feel like I set up for failure there. Sorry hey, about that. I'll pick it up because I'm a huge Terry McLaurin fan as well. I think we've already, this guy is elite. We know his talent is elite. Um, right now, the only thing bringing down his his ADP to where it's at from being you know in the discussion of that those third round wide receivers is just his quarterback play. If he gets a good quarterback uh to to go to Washington, then uh, just or just a consistent quarterback, right? Then I think that you could definitely see his ADP start to climb and and I quietly hope it stays where it's at because he would be a sleeper wide receiver that uh I would love to get this year in a lot of leagues. Because the talent is definitely there. People just look at that offense and say, oh, I don't want to be a part of that offense. Um, But whether he does, and I do expect Washington to bring in another wide receiver, but regardless or not, you can tell that Terry Terry McLaurin's a different type of wide wide receiver. He's an alpha. And uh, yeah, he's, he's awesome. There's definitely some – I agree with all those ones there. Some of the other names – it's mainly more of these guys coming up and into their own. You know, I'm, I'm, re, I'm actually pretty excited about CEH. I don't know if the bargain is going to be there for him, but this is a guy who I expect based on the second-year rule from the running back slot of him taking a big jump. And this will be a guy taking a big jump for what I still think is going to be the number one offense in the NFL who's going to have so many options and weapons that you can never load the box against him. Um, I just I like CEH from that perspective. Um, CEH has kind of like not to cut you off, Austin, but like the old 
Todd Gurley kind of effect. You know, we saw Todd Gurley slip into the second round uh, the year before his his uh, his monster year, mm. his two monster years. I mean, we could see something like that in CEH's wheelhouse. Like, goes at a super discount this year, but actually ends up where people were taking him last year in the top five at the running back position. Um, so, yeah, I, I tend to lean on your side of thinking with CEH. I think he could easily pop this year, and the discount's there. Mm, right. And so if you're agreeing with this one and if you're if you're listening to uh, some of these words and you're, you're liking what you're hearing, be sure to like and subscribe to our channel here. If you're following on YouTube, hit the bell, hit the thumb, hit the subscribe button. It really allows us to keep doing what we're doing and connect with more people. And, and uh, this really is a team effort here of bringing in thoughts and ideas and helping each other gain advantages over our respective leagues. So join the party here. Um, help make the whole team better. That's what, really what we're about here. Um, and thanks, big shout out to, to everybody we got in the YouTube chat, everybody on mm-hmm. Facebook, Twitter, uh, Periscope, OnlyFans, everywhere we're streaming. It's great to see you <laughs> all ch- chiming in here. <laughs> uh, real quick before, because we had a guy, people uh, were chiming in with some of their uh, early sleepers or people they're watching out for. But I just Ryan touched on something. He said, what quarter, quarterback do you guys want to see land in Washington? Deshaun Watson. <laughs> he put free agent or draft. If Fitz Magic ends up there, I'd be grabbing McLaurin in every draft. So, oh, Fitz, Fitz Magic. You know, I love such, me some Fitz, Fitz Magic. Magic is such a Washington pickup. Dude, oh, dude. Dude. That. that is like such. No, we're not going to draft a guy. We're not even going to trade for anybody. We're going to sign Fitz Magic and roll it back another year. Honestly, that could be the best PR move that they could do because everyone loves Fitz Magic. Everyone loves Fitzmagic. Who wasn't rooting for him? Who wasn't upset when he got benched last year for Tua because everyone's like, this guy's killing it. Why does he deserve to be benched? So I I do like that one got me excited. Riverboat Ron winning games, beating opponents and beating cancer the same week. You got Alex yeah. Smith, the comeback player of the Century Award that comes through. Like they're, they're, they they changed their name, the Washington football team. They're like quickly turning in, Stan Snyder aside, turning into one of like the most yeah. wholesome franchises in the NFL. And it's like, keep this momentum rolling. I almost like it. Like, let's get Fitzmagic in there. Let's get him as MVP. Let's get him maybe a first round playoff win. I don't know if they're going to have much more than that, but work it. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Draft somebody other than um, Stripper McNasty. Yeah. Austin, you have a big year. I want to throw up uh, Eric Zubert put uh, his uh, guys he's watching out for sleepers are Pittman, Harris and Kelsey. Najee Harris, uh, the rookie there. Uh, definitely a lot of people intrigued at uh, where he might go. Hopefully Atlanta, something like that. Um, and then we have the football therapist saying, so rookies for Dynasty, I want Bateman and Gainwell. Uh, I We've talked about them on previous mock drafts. Do like both of those guys. Do any, you know, we've we've heard Pittman now, um, Kelsey, J, uh, Jonathan Taylor, C.D. Lamb, T. Higgins. Do you guys have any other guys, or or you want to talk about any of those guys? T. Higgins is a guy that is a little bit of a a value right now because of. Um, he started quite hot and then it kind of faded a little bit when Joe Burrow got uh, injured. Not as many people were paying attention to the Bengals, but he was still quietly putting up numbers. And if they let A.J. Green go, that could be a guy um, that could definitely take a big leap going into year two. 
Yeah, love T. Higgins' prospects for next year. Um, Antonio Gibson, who we touched on, J.K. Dobbins, DeAndre Swift, we touched on at the beginning of this show. Those are some guys I'm excited. There's some um, guys I'm excited to see where they could land free agency-wise. Also, I want to ask you about a guy that I'm looking at in the third round right now in Joe Mixon and what you think about his prospects because he'll be a discount. We were taking this guy in the first round. Yeah. Should be a little bit better if he stays healthy, burrow back. Are you interested in taking that gamble at the third round price? I am now. I was really ragging on Joe Mixon last year, you know, in the mock draft app when we were doing realistic mock drafts, like around August, I just, I just didn't buy in. I'm like this, the Bengals are still a bad offense. They're still a bad team. Um, he's good, but he's not great. And um, I just didn't think he had the highest, highest ceiling or the highest floor. I just didn't really see a big reason to do it. But now a lot of new factors are coming in. His, a little bit of the shine has been taken off of Joe Mixon's name after um, a, a less than stellar year. Uh, he was injured. He's not as shiny. People I think are going to think he's older than he actually is though. He's, Joe Mixon's a name we're pretty darn familiar with. Um, but he's still like 24, 25 years old. Um, so he doesn't have enough tread on the tires where I'm worried about him. I think Joe Burrow is going to, I think Joe Burrow is legit and they look really, really good um, with him behind center. So that's going to improve the halfbacks prospects. More first downs are good for everybody. Um, and his, his, his rank has fallen back. So now mm-hmm. it's, it's actually pretty kind of shiny. He's almost like, um, I keep bringing this name up, but like a Chris Carson was this year. Um, yeah. Like, like he's, he's a guy who you might think is faded, might you think is a little washed, a little tired, but you can actually look at all the reasons why he's had less than stellar seasons and say that that's, those don't exist this year. Yes, this is the most I'm excited for Joe Mixon. I think this is the right price for the guy. I think uh, he can really only go up from here. If you're looking at running back in the third round, you're already wary of, of running back at that level. You know, somebody's going to probably not. You're probably you're more likely to get a bust in the third round. But um, Joe Mixon, you, you painted it perfectly there. Has a lot of the up arrows you'd want in a younger guy, in a younger system uh, with a gunslinging quarterback, some of the things that are around him. So. Just wanted to touch on him a bit. He's been kind of a quieter guy we haven't talked about, but going to be some big decisions for fantasy GMs on on Joe Mixon this offseason. And I think a lot of the decisions that the front office for the Bengals makes from the draft room are going to impact that too. Because are you surprised if they actually spend a first or second round pick on a running back? Like it'd be a little bit weird, but it was weird when the when the Packers took a quarterback with their first round. Yeah. Too. I wouldn't so. be surprised because it's the Bengals, right? You know, but uh, I would kind of be surprised just based on the fact because I think they need line, and we saw that with Joe Burrow, you know, getting smashed on on play after play. They've needed line for a few years now, and they've just got to keep investing and hopefully get it, you know, put together there. But yeah, it wouldn't be beyond the Bengals to do something outlandish like draft a running you think back. Protect Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow will carry that organization for the next decade. Just keep yeah. him safe. Get a bunch of tier two, tier three wide receivers. It don't matter. Just get them. Do get not him. Andrew Luck him. Do not. Jalen Lay. Dang it. Oh, Jalen Hurts. I missed that. I really time. wanted to get him in this last round. That's okay, it. dude. You can get Cam Newton, bro. It's like the same thing. <laughs> yeah. It's the same thing, basically. James Winston might be the same thing, yeah. though. Oh yes, I hate that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if if he's going to be the quarterback there. And take Taysom Hill. He might be. He could be. But I I wasn't. It wasn't like I. I, It wasn't that I'm like. Oh, I have to get another quarterback. I was just. He was very intriguing to me, and I thought that getting him in the thirteenth round, even though I I have Deshaun Watson, is a very, very good value, and so that's why I was a little. Remember Minshew Mania. 
Yeah. That, yeah. Was a, that, was a that was who said that's dead. Don't tell, don't, don't tell Big Travi that. <laughs> Dude, still... take the job from Trevor Lawrence. We got a battle ahead. Of hey, us, what about hey, what about Johnny, him in Washington? Johnny, huh? What about him Johnny, in Washington? Your boy Carryon sitting here for you, Johnny, right there. Oh, gosh, so, gross. I know he's going to be the number one running back in Detroit this year. So make sure <laughs> you grab him. Uh, can I talk you guys into Adrian Peterson? Anyone? Adrian <laughs> Peterson. <laughs> I got a Kenyon Balaj if you're interested. Ooh, I will take though a Rashad Penny. No doubt. Been doing drafted, yeah, you've been yeah, you've been drafted Rashad <laughs> yeah. Penny for the last four years. Dude. Yeah, dude. Uh, Chris Carson. Who knows if he comes back? He's on. He's on a. He's a free agent. So it could be that could be a nice little pick there. You guys making fun of me with my. Could be. It could be, man. Could be. Yeah. Could be. Gotta love, gotta love mock drafts in February. That's right. Skin steals. Oh my goodness. Starting running back here for the Jets. Love that. <laughs> yummy, yummy. As it Put stands now, yes. Yeah, as, 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 as of oh, this very moment. So guys, we're coming to the end of our what's today? It's February the twenty second. Mock yep. draft. Uh, for those of y'all who are not with us, normally what we do is each one of us, myself, Big Travi, John, and we run down our teams, tell you a little bit what we're thinking, and then each one of us take turns going through everybody else's team who drafted alongside us, uh, doing a quick breakdown and providing our infamous draft grades. So if you thought we were done in three picks, you're wrong. We're not. We've got a bunch more cool stuff coming up ahead, and you'll have to let us know who did the best between myself, Johnny, and Travis. Um, we're coming to the end. If you haven't hit like and subscribe yet, y'all already know what to do. Uh, please go ahead, hit that bell, hit that thumbs up, hit the subscribe. allows us to continue doing what we're doing. Um, I want to give a quick rundown here of the last two rounds, actually three rounds, if that's okay. Yeah. Uh, those are the ones we left off on. Rob Gronkowski started us off at 11-1. Gus Edwards, Michael Carter, Henry Ruggs, Carson Wentz, Jalen Rieger, Devin Singletary, Corey Davis, Liska Chanel, James White, Le'Veon Bell, Trey Sermon is gone. We start the 12th round off with Tevin Coleman, Dallas Goddard, Jonas Smith, Hunter Henry, a lot of tight ends. Curtis Samuel, Baker Mayfield, a couple more tight ends. Tyler Higby, Robert Tunyon, Miko Hardman, Terrence Marshall, Tylen Wallace, and Zach Ertz are gone. Jalen Hurts started the 13th off, followed by Hayden Hurst. Giammy Brown, Christian Kirk, Darnell Mooney, Rashad Penning, Michael P. Ryan, Denzel Mims, Irv Smith, Marv Jones, Cole Komet, and Sammy Watkins, taken by Reed Tyler, is the last pick. In this mock draft, we're all done, guys. We, we did, did it. it. We did it. We did it. Hooray. All right. Well, now we got to get these infamous draft grades. And we'll, we'll just break down this. Uh, we'll quickly do – we'll start with Big Travi. How about that? Does that sound good? And then I'll go. Sure. And then um, Austin, since – Yeah. So I went Alvin Kamara. DK Metcalf, George Kittle was able to kind of put the three elites that I wanted to do together, especially in PPR. I felt really good about this draft got a little bit away from me here after that. I'd say uh, I like Adam Thielen. I think that's a fine wide receiver too, especially in PPR, uh, especially if Kirk Cousins stays in town, just seems to be the chemistry's there. Uh, Kenny Galladay was an auto draft. Uh, I did not want to do that, um, but those things happen when you're mocking around in February Ended up going to try and recoup some of my bench here. I went Kenyon Drake. Uh, we went Tony Pollard, Daryl Henderson, Tyler Boyd. You know, Daryl Henderson, Tony Pollard, even Drake, depending on where they're, you know, depending on where Drake's at, I think these are going to be some undervalued guys that will just help you piece together a more top-heavy unit, which I think I had. Um, and then Matthew Stafford, 
honestly, I didn't see Jalen Hurts. I thought he was gone, and I should have looked a little bit harder. I would have even taken Jalen Hurts there. I think Jalen Hurts, you know, projects to be top ten with you know some nice upside. So, but Stafford should sling it around. The offense should be good for the Rams. I don't mind him here. And then you know, quarterback something where if if things go wrong with Stafford, I can stream. And then I just took some shots on some guys to be late breakouts, Christian Kirk, Michael Hardman, but then also Henry Ruggs. I think this is a guy that, you know, is, is going to be a sleeper coming into this year. Second year wide receiver uh, should be more adapt to the offense. And I think Gruden's going to try and make sure he gets the ball a, a ton this year. Uh, first round pick, first wide receiver taken off the board last year um, in, in, in the real draft. So, um, yeah, I just uh, it was kind of a vanilla team for me after my first three picks, but. I'm not. I, I'm. I'm okay with how I adapted. I like your last three dice rolls there on the wide receivers: Henry Rugg, Miko Hardman, and Christian Kirk. Those are all high upside, could pop, young dudes. Like yeah, that. hoping to kind of replace my Kenny Galladay pick at some point. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, uh, I'll jump in here then, and I'll break down my team. I'm not very. I'm like Big Travi. I don't know if I like this one per se, but well, I went with it. I just went with the ebbs and flows here. So, 106 spot took Derrick Henry in the first. Uh, we had a debate on you know that whole thing, Derrick Henry, Chubb, and Saquon. I went Derrick Henry on this one. Then I went Aaron Jones in the second round. I took Mike Evans in the third. Was debating between him and Julio. End up going Mike Evans. I took uh, Deshaun Watson in the fourth. We talked about that debacle earlier. Uh, took uh, DJ Chark in the fifth. I think DJ Chark is going to be a wide receiver that um, I will probably be talking a lot about this year. I'm already liking a lot of things about him. Uh, Ronald Jones in the sixth. Raheem Mostert in the seventh. Then I took Debo Samuel in the eighth because I need to get some more wide receivers. Jameson Crowder uh, in the ninth. I took uh, Mike Jasecki in the tenth, who I really, really like as a tight end. Uh, Jalen Rieger in the eleventh. Wanted to grab some more depth there at the wide receiver. Tyler Higby in the twelfth, and then Rashad Penny in the thirteenth. Um, I'm really liking the that whole idea that we came up last year, where you grab a couple of these dart throw tight ends, hoping that one will will pan out. Um, and so I, that's why I went with that double tight end strategy there, but overall don't love this team. I think my wide receivers are a little bit weak. Um, I think I could be okay, but, uh, overall I, I not excited about this draft. All right. And that's why we mock it. I, that's why we mock. I, I just, is this feel like a team I would actually end up with? I don't, I don't hate this team. Uh, let's just break it down. Nick Chubb starting us off the one seven. Um, I really like pairing that up with Kareem Hunt down there in the fifth. But I'll get to that. So Nick Chubb, um, Patrick Mahomes went between him and DK Metcalf. I saw as the two elites up there. George Kittle is still in that camp for me too, but um, I like the other aforementioned names a little bit more. Julio Jones and Terry McLaurin are going to lock it down for my starting wide receivers. With Devontae Parker being my third wide receiver, also a starter. Um, Kareem Hunt and Leonard Fournette are my second and third running backs. Love the Kareem Hunt pairing with Nick Chubb. You can play him independently. It's also the handcuff if something happened to either one. You've got a bump up for that other player. Leonard Fournette, a little bit of an upside dice roll. We'll see what happens over there. Um, but then Zach Moss and Chase Edmonds to be the potential other halfbacks. Also grabbed Devin Singletary, so just picked up the Buffalo backfield. Um, and Evan Ingram as my tight end. Baker Mayfield is the backup quarterback. I, too, missed out on Jalen Hurts. Dumb, but that's why we mock. And Michael P. Ryan starting running back, technically, for the New York Jets. Uh, we'll see how that works out. So I think it's an all right job of floor and ceiling here, and 
I don't think I have any holes. No, it's definitely well put together. I love what you did with the backfields too. <clears throat> I thought Fournette's a, a could be stays in Tampa Bay. That's going to be a really nice flex for you, um, mm-hmm. or even just the RB two, uh, or if he goes to Atlanta. So yeah, um, so I thought I thought you did well, and I thought your your wide receivers are nice volume guy. You got a volume guy in Julio, then you got the pop in Terry McLaurin, followed by Devontae Parker, who could be ascending. Um, just well put together. Big fan of this team. Mm-hmm. All right, let's. You guys want to start breaking down these these players? Well, I, sh- I guess you say Whisper Nation. Give us, let us know what you guys think of our picks here. Leave a comment below at who you think won this. Eric, but we'll also, Eric Zuber thinks between you, me, and Big Travi, Jacob Blay had the best team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not wrong. Oh, there. Well, well, speaking of Jacob Blay, uh, Big Travi, you want to break down his team? I would be honored to. Jacob Blay went Dalvin Cook, Antonio Gibson, and CEH for his three-headed monster. That's a pretty sexy three-headed monster, especially if we can get that CEH bounce back like we've been talking about. Yeah. Uh, that would be really a really nice uh, trio there. Then he had Amari Cooper, Robert Woods, Devonta Smith, Tyler Lockett, and Gallup for five wide receivers in a row. Interested to see what his thinking was with Gallup and Cooper. Was he trying to hedge his bet with Cooper? Should something happen there? Is it kind of a, a wide receiver handcuff, if you will? Um, I, I think Cooper's fine, especially with Dak back. He could have some huge upside this year. thought Woods is a consistent guy to pick up there. And then I love the Lockett pick. Not so sure I'm sold without seeing where Devonta Smith lands, obviously. And then Michael Gallup, uh, what, what, what happens there. Alexander Madison to tie up as Dalvin Cook. Smart pick there. Tannehill, great pick in the 10th round for quarterback here. I think, uh, you know, Tannehill gets slept on a lot. But since taking over that job has, you know, really only been worse as a, as a quarterback than Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. And that's some great quality, quality people to be surrounded by uh, stats-wise. So Rob Gronkowski, Zach Ertz. Um, this is probably the one weakness I'll have on his team is, is the tight end position here. It's not a bad position to be weak at. You can kind of make up, you know, it's just a dumpster fire every year, plain and simple. Love the Jalen Hurts pickup. Uh, just has huge upside there. Yeah. I think the tight ends for me, because they, they are in your starting roster, because this is a PPR league, I, I do discount them a little bit there, but not much. I'm going to give them a B-plus here. All right. I think I would just like to see a little bit more pop at the wide receiver spot. Devontae Smith, it's tough for me to take a rookie wide receiver over a Devontae Johnson or Deontay Johnson in this situation. It's like, yeah, but yeah, we'll swing. I mean, the, the, the risk, the risk, yeah, the risk is there when you go three running backs in a row, you're definitely maybe going to sacrifice some pop at wide receiver. But I, I think you're, you know, you, you hit it kind of there. Like Tyler Lockett, Robert Woods aren't wowing you. They, but they should be consistent in PPR and, and good enough to get the job done. Yeah. All right, Austin. Hey, Lizzie, our Whisper Nation champion. Yeah, yeah. A whole lot of good drafts. Let's see how we did here. Christian McCaffrey, DeAndre Swift. I think it's a really nice running back stack. Justin Jefferson, top five wide receiver, rookie year. Second year projects to be even better. Lamar Jackson, we all know what the former MVP is capable of. Even though he kind of got ragged on this year, he's, he really wasn't as bad as, as I think a lot of the commentary would suggest. It just wasn't elite numbers, but mm-hmm. I'm not concerned about him really moving forward. Um, Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup, um, two pretty high actual, like higher ceiling wide receivers there. Obviously, in a rookie, a little bit of a, a concern. It's a, still a rookie wide receiver. 
um, which does give you a little concern, but it's a very, very, very good one. And we've seen rookie wide receivers be very good as of late. So not as concerned of that as I would have been four years ago. Um, TJ Hawkinson looked great last year. looks even better going forward. Another rookie wide receiver there in uh, Rondell Moore. Same kind of story. Kenneth Gainwell, same thing. It's a, it's a rookie. It's hard to judge, but the upside is, is certainly there. Um, Tom Brady is his backup quarterback. Nice one there to pair with Lamar Jackson. Gus Edwards. Um, and some running back depth and Kylan Wallace and Hayden Hurst to close it out. You know, this is kind of an interesting one to grade, right? Like this is such a heavy a upside of all the rookies, rookies that have not yet landed on a team. So it would totally shift. So you, this one has an asterisk, this team here. Um, it's not a bad one. It's, it's just, it's, it's tough to say how quality a pick a Jamar Chase or a Rondale Moore or a um, Kenneth Gainwell are when we don't yet know where they are, but I really like the upside. Um, it's Jay Blizzy knows what he's doing. He's, he's got his eyes on the prize. And I think it's cool to see him using this mock draft right now to work out where potentially you might go for some, some high ceiling dart throws. Yeah. I was just going to say that's uh, some championship DNA right there, huh? Testing it out this, this early right. trying to figure out where he would draft some rookies. We're on to you, Blizzy. We know you're going for that repeat, man. So, I mean, this is, this team is, this is anywhere from a, a C to an A it's, yeah. it's, giving yeah. where right I'll, I'll, I'll give you a I'll cut it in the middle and say B just because it's, it's, it's easily an A team. It's easily a C team. We just don't know right now, but that's what we're mocking. And I think you did a great, great job on this mock draft. But at the end of the year, no matter what happens, you could say they are who we thought they were. And Jay Blizzy is who we thought he is. <laughs> All right, I'm going to move on to the news here. Uh, the news drafted in the third spot, 103, took Jonathan Taylor, and the first was a bit of a surprise there. Grabbed A.J. Brown, then C.D. Lamb, D.J. Moore uh, to grab his three wide receivers. Then uh, in the fifth, gra- grabbed Travis Etienne. Then uh, Javante Williams in the sixth, Juju in the seventh, Jerry Judy in the eighth. I do like the Jerry Judy pick. Uh, Joe Burrow in the ninth, Noah Fant, Michael Carter, and then closed out the draft with Terrence Marshall and uh, and D Brown. I'm once again um, when you're. I don't know if I would go this R or this rookie heavy. Um, I understand like some of these were auto picks. Um, I think the two rookies in the fifth and sixth round, I, I do like both of those running backs for this team. Um, I would probably give this team a B plus just because of the Joe Burrow as the only quarterback. I, I have some questions as whether or not he'll be back in time and just like how it might take him a bit to get fully back up to being a very startable running or quarterback. And so I'd probably go with somebody else that has higher upside, like a Jalen Hurts, um, a Matthew Stafford, I think even would start off quicker than a Joe Burrow. Um, but ultimately, I would give this team a B. Did I say B or B plus originally? I think you said B plus. I would give us a B plus just because there's a lot of rookies. So you got to, but I do like the rookies he landed. So, and he got me grading him. So I don't like to spit negativity into the air with this, but it just, I, I, with, I don't mind the rookie running backs selection, you know, like Travis, when you were taking Antonio Gibson in our league of record pickup, like it's a, it's a really smart thing to grab those guys, especially fifth round and lower, but to take CD lamb as your number two wide receiver ahead of guys like, Calvin Ridley, Allen Robinson, Keenan Allen, 
it's it's just you, he's still the number three wide receiver. It, it's you're still the number three wide receiver, and Amari Cooper didn't go for like full two rounds later on this. When we talk about the tiered system on how it goes, like C D Lamb could be your boy, but if he's so much your boy that you're reaching tiers to grab him, like reorganize. Make it less emotional. Yeah, I, I would tend to agree with that. I think he's going for pop here, and I think that's that's fine. I think, you know, obviously we're we're drafting pretty early here. But I do I think, you know, C D Lamb still needs to hit quite a bit of things, have to half fall his way for him to be kind of worth that pick, I would think. Um, but we'll, we'll kind of see how that he's definitely an interesting guy that you want to take. Um I think the way he did it with those wide receivers is kind of kind of a good way to do it though. AJ Brown and then DJ Moore, and then you have kind of Lamb. You you have the flexibility, yeah. but but taking the rookie running backs kind of set them back a little bit there. Especially we don't know where they're going to go. But um, I did want to say this doesn't count for fantasy football, but a big fan of his alliteration here: Jonathan Taylor, Javante Williams, Juju, Jerry, Judy, Joe Burrow. So uh, that doesn't really count for anything. I just, <laughs> my brain went there. So well. Your brain, can your brain go to Easy Daddy's team oh, and yeah. give us another one of those? Eric Zubert, I don't know if he's going to have the alliteration, but uh, uh, first round pick here, PPR League, Travis Kelsey. We've talked at length about Travis Kelsey. We, we're fine with Travis Kelsey in the first based on, you know, just the usage here and in the PPR League. J.K. Dobbins, this was the debate. You know, he said he thought he could get uh, Gibson on the way back around had to settle for Joe Mixon, who I don't think is that far off from uh, Antonio Gibson and what could be a bounce back. We touched on Joe Mixon earlier. Mm-hmm. Najee Harris, if you're going to draft a rookie right now with all the hypotheticals, he's the rookie to draft uh, in the running back position. Najee Harris is going to come in and probably be a fit as the best, most well-rounded prospect we have in this class right now. So I thought that was a fine pick there in this hypothetical situation. Dak Prescott, everything we're reading says he'll be back in time. I think he's a fine pick here in the fifth. Um, OBJ, uh, Jalen Waddle, uh, Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman's an interesting character uh, coming in with with Carson Wentz uh, now coming into the fold. Mm-hmm. Can we see more consistency out of both Wentz and Pittman? And will that equal a marriage that's uh, going to be really good for fantasy? We'll see. Um, Amon, Rebra- Amon Ra St. Brown, then Todd Gurley, Carson Wentz. Um, I liked this pickup as kind of a dart throw later on. Robert Tunyon, man, I think this is a great pickup as well. Um, I think, you know, especially depending what happens with the running game in Green Bay, Tunyon could be in for a big year next year. And then we've got Darnell Mooney uh, to round it out. I think I like the top of this draft, Dak Prescott, Kelsey, the running backs. The wide receivers scare me so much so I'm going to give them a B- minus here. I don't know if OBJ, if that experiment's going to work in Cleveland. Um, Pittman, I, you know, th- there's a couple rookies here and then Pittman. I just don't know if I'm, I'm confident enough in this wide receiver core to get me um, mm-hmm. to a, you know, a B or higher. So B minus C plus kind of somewhere in there for me. Tough grades today, boys. Tough grades. Uh, Austin, you have any, any, uh, you want to do the FB therapist? I agree with Travis breakdown earlier and I would be honored to jump into the FB therapist's rundown he took saquon barkley at the one eight even if saquon doesn't pan out you love taking him there you just you just have to as far as i'm concerned stefan digg breakout player last year looks like he's got more of that coming up ahead love that pick um cam Akers in the third he took darren waller as his tight end miles gaskin is going to be his third running back uh brandon Ayuk, Deontay johnson there sixth seventh round picks those are his second and third wide receivers young upside I like the ceiling on those plays, and honestly, the floor too. Justin Herbert is his 
quarterback of choice, that might be, I mean, Josh Allen was a steal. Justin Herbert was a steal and Jalen Hurts was a steal. Justin Herbert, great steal there. Um, Damien Harris and Neam Hines. Damien Harris is low key. That's the number one running back in New England. He actually was pretty efficient, uh, broke a hundred yards a lot last year when he was given the opportunity. There's Sonny Michelle is not a real threat. It's just going to be Bill Belichick. Um, so I like that pick, especially as late as he got him. I really need him to be anything more than a, a handcuff or, a, or excuse me, a backup player for you. Uh, Nehem Hines has some pop. It's it's okay. You can drop him too for a guy. Corey Davis, Curtis Samuel, and Denzel Mims. I like those dice rolls at the wide receiver position, especially Denzel Mims there. They drafted him to be a guy. Rashad Perriman is all right. Jamison Crowder is the guy. Denzel Mims, though, could come and sneak up and, and be a real impact player for both the Jets and your fantasy football team. Corey Davis surprised a lot of people last year. I think that could continue moving on, especially given the fact that he's, he's still just 26 years old. He just came off his rookie deal. Um, and Curtis Samuel, he's got two other guys ahead of him. I, I, I just don't think he's going to have what it takes to break through, but they use him in exciting fashions. You know, he's 24 years old as well. Um, don't hate that pick either. I like this team. I like this team a lot, actually. I think I'm going – I love the upside and the floor of their wide receivers and Stefan Diggs, Brandon Ayuk, and Deontay Johnson. Good depth behind it. Um, Saquon Barkley, Cam Akers, Miles Gaskin, Damon Harris, those are all running backs who are going to get touches and their ceiling ahead of them. Justin Herbert, that's a really sneaky QB1 that you pulled out. I got to go A, A- minus on this. this. This to me is the best yeah. draft so far. Give and yeah, with the caveat who just kind of went wild, but um, FB therapist so far is a, the only A squad yeah. I've seen from. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think top to bottom. One thing that he didn't draft here was a rookie. So he didn't want to take any hypothetical chances on anything. He he drafted what he knew, and what we what he could prepare for. And I thought that was pretty smart in these early drafts. So you guys are gonna make people. We're we're gonna make people think that we hate rookies, which is not the case. That's not the case. We love rookies. We just there's a lot of question marks as of right now. Uh, so that's that's the only difference. All right, uh, Mr. Meeks. M- Mr. Meeks. Yes, thank you. Um, character from uh, Rick and Morty. Yeah, I like that show. Um, all right, we in the first round. Uh, we have Devontae Adams in the second. He took Austin Eckler, took Calvin Ridley in the third, which we were told like ten times on the live stream was an absolute steal at the three hundred nine spot. Uh, T Higgins uh, at the four hundred four, which we talked about early. Kyler Murray, a uh, really exciting uh, potential for Kyler Murray being the QB one overall next year in the fifth. Chase uh, Claypool in the sixth, A.J. Dillon in the seventh, Rashad Bateman in the eighth, took David Johnson in the ninth, Chubba Hubbard in the tenth, LaVisca Chenault, who we're talking about, a guy who I'm really excited about this year uh, and moving into his second year, LaVisca Chenault, really like that pick in the eleventh, then took Hunter Henry and Irv Smith in the twelfth and thirteenth. Ladies and gentlemen, I I, I think this, this team could compete with the FP therapist as the best drafted team as of now, we do have, you know, a couple more teams that we do have to talk and break down. But uh, I, I really like this team. I would give this team an A minus a actually a A minus a minus to keep it interesting. Cause that's what we gave the FP therapist. I just, where's the weakness, the running back depth, is just a little bit of something for me. Um, I have no idea what's going to happen to David Johnson. So, I, yeah, I David guess. Johnson, like, I don't know why I would draft David Johnson in any league right now. I have no idea what's going to happen. So, 
Um, but I, I get what you're saying. Like top, like starters, this is a fantastic team. I would agree with you. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it depends on what you're grading. I think maybe B plus, but yeah, A minus, A minus is fine here. I mean, the hitters are hitters. Like AJ yeah. Dillon takes over the starting role there. Austin Eckler and AJ Dillon as your backs, and then that wide receiving core is nasty too. Kyler Murray, top five potential. Yeah, it's all there. Yeah, I, I would just I'm going on the B plus side with it. And I just T Higgins, I like what he's about, but I really like what Terry McLaurin, DJ Moore, um, Amari Cooper, DJ Shark even are about more. I just like the opportunity with them. No one really above them. Um, but it's, you know, it's, if T Higgins is your guy, this is like, wide receiver three. I would have, could have had a better wide receiver three. Um, but if that's your boy, that's your boy. So yeah. You know, you know what they say, Austin. You know what we say on the show. Reach for your guy. And this guy, this guy, yeah. he wouldn't have probably been. Yep. All right, next one. Captain Bob is Rob Shorter from across the pond. Thanks for watching over in London, Rob. We appreciate you, man. Whisper Nation strong over there in London, England. Uh, Bob or Captain Bob, Rob Shorter takes Ezekiel Elliott, then James Robinson. Love those two running backs to start off. Real just hard-nosed running backs. That's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, volume guys there. Allen Robinson, Keenan Allen, Cortland Sutton. Sutton gets back healthy and plays a full year. I love him as a wide receiver three. Like That is going to be ball. Mm-hmm. Ooh, so yeah. love that setup there. Aaron Rodgers in the sixth. So far, six perfect rounds. It does get a little bit shaky here. Marquise Brown in the seventh. We were debating Marquise Brown, Deontay Johnson. I think Brown is going to be a guy that disappoints you. You're not going to know when to start him. Uh, a lot of that inconsistency in his play. Will Fuller is an interesting name. I would love to see where Will Fuller ends up. We got to see where he goes. Goes to somewhere like Green Bay where he almost got traded to. You're you're really interested. Um, but we got to see what happens there. And then Marlon Mack, Tariq Cohen, James White. Mack will probably end up with a new team. We'll see where that is. Tariq Cohen, um, you know, could get more involved this year, depending on what they do at quarterback and what happens with David Montgomery. And then we got James White, Jonu Smith, and Marvin Jones to bring up. Marvin Jones, nice pick in the 13th. I think Marvin Jones is a little undervalued, uh, even with Goff coming to town. I think Marvin Jones could have some some – not Robert Woods, but maybe like uh, when we've seen Josh Reynolds flash or we've seen some things happen as the third wide receiver uh, for the Rams. I think Marvin Jones could could be a big big piece for uh, for Goff there. The stat that we saw in Marvin Jones was like, here's the wide receivers to get nine-plus touchdowns the last two years. Marvin Jones, that's it. Yeah, yeah. That was like that. Like, Marvin Jones is, is wild. He doesn't, he's not going to have Stafford there. So that'll be an adjustment, but this is going to be something that, you know, Goff's made wide receivers playable in fantasy. He hasn't been completely bad his entire career. So I think that Marvin Jones is going to have some value here. Would like to see him get another tight end, maybe instead of James White. Jonu Smith has definitely got the pop. I think he's going to be a value this year, um, you know, because he fell off so hard last year. I think he could break out again this year. But anyways, uh, I'm rambling on here. I think that. <laughs> I think that Rob did a great job here. I actually kind of like it as an A, a flat A. Um, I think top to bottom, it's really good. Uh, the depth scares me a little bit, but I think, you know, he could get one of those guys, maybe Cohen, uh, maybe Marlon Mack on a new team to pan out for him. Um, and I just think that the top is so heavy. Those three wide receivers, two running backs, and Aaron Rodgers, really exciting. Yeah. That's a good one. All right. Austin. Sure. Hey. This is our boy. You get Ryan, dude. Yeah, you get Ryan. This team is nasty. 
This team is nasty. Tyreek Hill, Michael Thomas, love. Wow, that's even good. I don't even really care about who the quarterback is in New Orleans. I just want Michael Thomas to be healthy, which it looks like he is. Uh, Miles Sanders and David Montgomery, two but could be bell cow running backs there in the third and fourth round. That's fantastic. Josh Allen, that was one of the steals at quarterback. Uh, Melvin Gordon, he actually did better than I think a lot of folks think he did based on the mm-hmm. conversation coming out of the industry around Melvin Gordon. Yeah. Um, and there's Philip Lindsay's not competition for what Melvin Gordon is going to do. Uh, Melvin Gordon is also still just 27 years old, um, six foot one, 215 pound running back who's can catch the ball. I like what he's about. Uh, Jarvis Landry, T.Y. Hilton, really nice depth pieces there. Players with upside, players with strong roles on their teams. Um, James Connor there, we'll see where he goes, but hey, the upside is really baked into that position, or the risk is built into that position. Sterling Shepard couldn't be another lead wide receiver um, that you don't need to rely on. Le'Veon Bell in the 11th, you like that. Dallas Goder, Cole Komet. Uh, Cole Komet, I think, is a really, really nice pick there. Mm. Um, he's a he's a sleeper tight end that nobody talks about. Um, he's like, to me, this year's Jonu Smith or... Um, Noah uh, Fant. Some of the guys we were yeah. talking about coming in, yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, but I think he might even have the highest upside of, of those ones, and he took yeah. them last. This is a great team. Um, the FB therapist was my other a minus. I'm, I think, I think Ryan, I don't see any misses. Like I like where, who would I have taken instead? I, you know, T Y Hilton, who else would you have taken instead? Debo Samuel, Will Fuller, Jerry Judy, but they're all, they're all similar risk upside plays. Like this is your guy mm-hmm. talk about drafting tiers. I think he did a excellent job here. This is, this is an a, a minus closer to an a for me. This is the best one. So far. I, I think we can all agree that, this team is just as awesome as Ryan's mustache. No, I would agree mustache, with that. but the team is good. <laughs> it's a close second. Close. close second. All right, I'll finish this out, boys, with uh, Reed Tyler's team here, drafting the 12 spot. Um, he had DeAndre Hopkins. Then you took uh, J- Josh Jacobs in the second, and then Chris Godwin in the third, followed by Chris Carson. So he... he uh, every time went wide receiver running back, which is, you know, interesting. And then he took Russell Wilson in the fifth, then Mark Andrews in the sixth, Kyle Pitts in the seventh, uh, Trevor Lawrence in the eighth, Brandon Cooks in the ninth, um, Robbie Anderson in the 10th, Trey Sermon, Tevin Coleman in the 11th and the 12th, and then Sammy Watkins to close it out. Uh, I think that, I think he might have auto-picked here a couple of picks, it looks like, because he was killing this draft. I love what he did through the first five, six, six rounds. Six yeah. rounds were great. Uh, he had some good picks here uh, in the later rounds. And the the Robbie Anderson in the 10th, I really think that's a good pick up there. Um, overall, you know, at, at, if you're talking starting lineup, I do think he's one of the you know top four or five teams today. I would probably give this team a B-plus. I think that's where I'm at. Yeah, this is one that could have easily been an A. Yeah. Maybe not auto-drafted through, but like he he set up some really good starters, man. That thing is a nasty at the top. Mm-hmm. A really nasty it's at the top. So good that even though those weird picks there in the middle, it's still like to me. It Carried it. Yeah. yeah. Hard to do. Nice. All right. Uh you boy, that's it. That may that's that's our mock draft. We got any final words? 
No, man, I just, I, I, well, yeah, I guess I do because I started. <laughs> but uh, I just want to say, man, I had an, another blast. Took a week off last week, but it's good to get back on here with everybody. And, uh, you know, we, we f- keep filling these rooms. We're going to keep doing it. As Austin said at the top of the show, we only do this because we get to hang out with all you guys. And mm-hmm. so we want to continue to do that. So make sure you're like and subscribed on all platforms. And you catch us over on Twitter uh, and, and Facebook and, and, and the whole nine yards Instagram. And Ryan wants to get with us. So we need to get, you know, Ryan and Snap who visit us, even FB therapists who have all been visiting us throughout this. We need to get some joint efforts going, uh, Johnny and Austin. We get these guys on camera, get them talking, a little banter back and forth. I'm excited for that. I think we need to start getting that prepped. Yeah, we definitely do. I'm just, just the, just the last words on me. It's, we got, we got five people here in the chat right now. We got a lot of folks who have fallen off and I don't even care with it. Like the five people here who are with us, man, it's just such an honor to do this with you. I, I have goosebumps up and down my entire body. It is. We love this game so much. We love the community even more. It's been a hard year. It's been a hard year ahead. And I'm already starting to feel legitimate excitement and real reasons to be like, we're in a different era that we're moving through. And I just can't wait to be in person with so many people, being in Vegas, drafting with people, getting that stuff, kind of going back into it, um, being in sports bars, you know, and just shouting with strangers and, it just reminds me of how much I love the fantasy football community um, and how much I love Whisper Nation and how excited I am to be doing this, making content with you all um, for for every week moving forward with no end date. So that's yeah, it. Yeah, buddy. All right. All right, Whisper Nation. We'll, we'll catch you next time uh, right here on the Fantasy Whispers. Peace. Austin, bye. <laughs> Later. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Whisperers podcast. You can hear more from John and Travis on Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at TF Whisperers.